The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces Way of Life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to a solid seven podcast, a better than average podcast. If I do say so myself, I am your gracious host, Kale, and back with me this week, one of our regulars, one of our favorites. You know him. You love him. Mr. John Reyes. J-M-M-A. J-M-M-A That is, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, there you welcome go. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me back, man. And, and in person. In person, a yeah. wonderful it's, upgrade. It's always, I've made this comment before, but it's always funny to take the podcast on the road and yeah. be in someone else's space. We have moved from Solid 7 Studios to the JMMA Studios <laughs> to record this week. Yeah. And so I'm welcoming you to uh, your own studio. Yeah, no, but I, I love it. It's a really, really cool feeling. So, so nice to have you back. Yeah. I, I drove down one of my least favorite stretches of road in yeah. all of Central Florida. Yeah. Just for you. Well, I noticed that. I noticed that when we were discussing the initial timestamps as to when we would do it, Mm-hmm. Some difficulty that was rather pretty much solved by your yeah. willingness to, yeah. to take that venture. So. That's how you know I love you. And now I, I made the accusation, and it holds true. Uh, last time you came on, um, that since since the inception of JMMA, yeah. since you've become, you know, this international superstar, <laughs> this this online MMA influencer, <laughs> that you have been big timing me. And uh, this time it played out and just your insistence that it's, that it was your place or no place. <laughs> so it just I, had to be this way. So in, in the spirit of full honesty, uh, this was Kale's idea to come here. So I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. Um, but, but, uh, Hollywooding him, I guess I have been doing that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, well, no. The numbers are overwhelming. I can't keep up with this. Uh, hey, don't, don't I know it? I understand. <laughs> I, I would, I, I don't know the, I'd like to know the feeling. I would like to know the feeling, but, uh, no, it was just scheduling wise. It was if we were going to be in person, it had to be here, and that's always better if you can make it happen that way. And so here we are. Here we are. Now, as always, our first order of business we got to right. we got to take care of the podcast. We got to pay our respects. We are here, as always, fueled by Jocko Go here on the South Seven Podcast. Yes. And um, now, John, you're you're not new. You're not new to the podcast. This is not no. your. This is not your first rodeo. No, it's quite you, literally you, my sixth. You know the drill. The drill here with Jocko Go. Yeah, of course. And the the problem is, unbeknownst to the listeners. Well, then maybe it's for that way. for several for several appearances here. Oh boy, you you've not partaken. Well, in the Jocko Go, you've not partaken in the crackage <laughs> of the Jocko Go. Not only that, oh. but but listeners, mm. if you follow John on social media, come on. And if you don't, why not? But if you follow John on the socials, what you will see is the regular appearance, the regular appearance of an open can yeah. of Celsius. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Of Celsius. I'm not going to sit here and lie. That, that is exactly the truth. I, I walked in <laughs> to your studio to set up for this recording. Yeah. <laughs> and 
as if to just insult me <laughs> to my you see, face. Kale? What'd there's, you see? There's an open can of something on the table. No, well, let me correct you. Directly in the center of the table. Logo, it was the centerpiece. Logo facing you. The eye was drawn right yes. to it. It was there was clearly some intent there. Uh 100% and I'm glad you saw that as soon as you walked in. Um listen guys, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of any specific uh drink it just happens to be right now celsius is doing the trick for me as a pre-workout now if there was a pre-workout that i found that didn't make me jittery or didn't make me feel nauseous then i would gladly make that transition but the problem is i've experienced multiple and none of them have their intended effect on me so listen celsius is doing it right now listen we talked about this as well i have not actually tried the updated flavored Jocko goes that are out there. So despite my strong recommendations, well, yes. And not without the intention of wanting to, um, but it just never formulized. Now, in fairness, I understand that the original flavors, the original formulations came with a strong recommendation from me. So I can understand if you right. would be hesitant. Well, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for some time now, I've been extolling the virtues of the new and improved flavors. Yes. And explaining how if there was anything, if there was anything to dislike about the original flavors, <sighs> it was that it was it was that end. It was it was the yeah. finish. It was that aftertaste yeah, that, that from the monk fruit. Can't be understated though. And it is it is no more. It doesn't is. And so you made a request today. You're like, hey, I'll do it. You said I haven't tried the pink mist. Right. That's a name. But I... here here on the Solid Seven Podcast, we believe in you know. Under promising and over delivering. It's good. Right. It's good. And and you asked for pink mist. Right. But what did I show up with, Jonathan? You showed up with four different flavors. I did. I would have brought more if I had more on hand. <laughs> There's I've got a couple of cases coming you right see the now. Exact cams from the tweet but, earlier. But as we, well? the, yes. Oh wow. Yes. These yeah, these specific cams are X famous. You can't make this up. <laughs> um and so I have the pink mist. I have a citrus psycho. I think yeah. the citrus psycho has been renamed. Okay. Uh, since I got this case. Uh, I have the Afterburner Orange, hat tip to uh, good deal Dave Burke. And I have the, and I want to be very clear here, the Whoop Assault. <laughs> Whoop Assault <laughs> Watermelon, hat tip, Staff Sergeant Travis Mills. Yeah. And so while I brought you the pink mist that you requested. Yeah. These are, and I, I'm going to partake. I'm drinking one of these. Okay. So one of them is going to be off the okay. table. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, th this might be a multiple flavor this might be a multiple can episode yeah, yeah. okay well I've, I've listen if i'm able to get through an entire jocko go and have interest in a second one i will never i will never begrudge the name of jocko i don't go i don't like the, uh, the uncertainty well, with which you've just spoken well it's, it's just only based on my own experience with energy drinks i just simply don't indulge in large amounts of them at all well i can understand when they're, when they're when they're when they're full of garbage or when like that <laughs> When like that Celsius over there, they've got like 200 milligrams of caffeine, yeah, yeah. which is unnecessary. Yeah. It's unreasonable. Do you see, do, do you really. follow, well, obviously you do, but the, um, I was put on my story the other day, um, monster, the monster energy as I was enjoying a, a UFC fight night. So listen, you, and, I didn't and, catch and, that guy And here's how, you know, yeah. I, I didn't mock you in right, any you way. I, yeah. You didn't give me the whoop assault. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, where, where are you starting? Are you starting with the, with the pink mist? I have to, I, I listen that, that that's something that even looking at the just the colors and the logo of it. I'm just like kind of okay. ready. All right. All right. I, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm going to do a uh, citrus psycho. Hasn't gotten enough love on the podcast. It is fantastic. It is, it is a Sprite, but improved. Okay. And so listen, you, you're, so your pitch is you're not looking for an energy drink. You're looking for a pre 
Right. Now, exactly. I, I will say, I will say that Jacko Fuel, a they've had a great pre out, dedicated pre out and available for quite some time now, but they've just reformulated the pre and released it in new flavors. So if you're looking for a good pre, they've got it. But listen, what what you're getting here in these? I mean, we'll just I'll just read you the can. They have to pay you for this, Kale. They have to give you like a part of the company. Listen, you're the most powerful spokesperson John, if you for wanna, any if energy you want, drink that want, I've ever heard speak about a drink. If you want to see me compensated for this, John, <laughs> listeners, if you think, man, the Sound Seven podcast should really get something out of this, it's simple. Yeah, it's simple. You go to JockoFuel.com. Yeah, you load your cart up with things that are going to improve you as a human being, just overall, without detracting from your health. Right. Things that aren't full of garbage, that aren't full of proprietary blends. Right. Um, and then. You just put in the promo code SOLID7, S-O-L-I-D-7. Not only will you get 10% off, Whoa. but we get to wet our beak a little bit. There's no The way. podcast gets a little love. And I'm realizing right now how scripted this whole thing sounds. And yeah, it's not. It's just not, There's not guys. a note it's to be not. had. No, there, but listen, just... let's just read our way across the top of the can yeah, here. Let's do that. Neurotropics. Yeah. Your brain's going to work better. Yeah. You you sweating a little bit in your workout, John? You putting out? You sweating a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Oh, we got your electrolytes wow. here. You need to replenish some vitamins. Oh, we got those too. You want a little bit of L-theanine? You want some amino acids? I think I we, do. We we got them. We got them right here. Uh, oh oh oh! All for for ten calories with no sugar. Wow. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> now mm-hmm. surely there's a crash to this. There is no crash because there is no peak because it's ninety five milligrams of caffeine. It's a cup of coffee. Oh man! It's not ridiculous. So they, That's all I'm saying. They, they, they cover I'm, all bases. Help me help you, man. Well, look, help me th- help this you. is going to be a good thing right now. Right. Like, can I just ask you, where are, they, where are they mainly easily available? Are they still at Wawa? So so Wawa's rough right now. Okay. Right? Because Jocko Go is taking market share. Okay. Right? Like, they're getting some attention. Right. And when you get some attention, let's crack them. Let's crack. Here we go. Oh, that's good. That's good. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Ink missed. Here goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Wow, okay. It's a different ballgame, man. Yeah, it's definitely different from the first first time. And uh, just this week, they just dropped a new flavor. It's been a minute <laughs> since they dropped a new flavor. Uh, actually, the one you're drinking was the most recent new flavor. Oh, wow. Uh, but this week, they released Blue Raspberry. I haven't had it yet. Wow. Yeah, I got to put it in an order. I haven't had the Blue Raspberry yet. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, wow. So I didn't, I didn't know this was a newer one, Pink Mist. Yeah, that's the, I believe, that's the newest flavor. The newest, oh, right wow. okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly a, a better ride than the first time. A lot better. Yeah, and the, the citrus these days, I mean, it's, it's like a Sprite. It's like drinking a 7-Up. It's like drinking a Sprite. Wow. So good. It's awesome. So good. Well, you, you, you're making me a fan. I just want to know where they're... If they sold them at the gym, I'd for sure try them as a pre-workout. Yeah. So that's that's the thing, right? So the drink market... Like, if you watch Shark Tank, mm-hmm. super competitive, right? Anytime somebody comes on there with a beverage, all they talk about is how difficult that industry is, right? And anything where you're trying to get into retail, anything you're trying to get into grocery stores, convenience stores, it's competitive, right? Yeah. Like, that real estate is competitive. Yeah. And if you noticed, while Jocko Go was in Wawa's, like, you'd go in... And they'd be cleared out regularly, right? right? Like they'd be down to one flavor or something. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't have a name. I've got some inside information, but I don't have a name, right? But 
there's big players in this space. Coke, Pepsi, uh, like Celsius got bought out. I think it's Coke that owns them. Uh, Red Bull, obviously massive. Monster, obviously massive. Um, and they don't like to see people taking their market share. And what these companies will do, and this is throughout like all of the grocery industry really, is they'll come in and they'll cut checks not to take your shelf space away, but just to keep you from getting it. So it's not put our product there instead. Just don't put their product there. Oh, wow. I and did not know. So, and then that's, a, that's a perfectly allowed and legal practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. So um, the what's been relayed to me is that it should still be there, uh, but it was relegated to the bottom shelf. Now, that said, I've looked at several Wawa's in the Central Florida area yeah. here and not seeing it all. And there's just, yeah. I had I had seen it selling out in too many Wawa's to believe that they weren't selling through. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe the issue with sales. That said, it's available at Vitamin Shop. It's available on Amazon. You can, of course, always go to jockofuel.com and use our promo code. Not only get it, like this past weekend, they ran a 20% off everything on Jocko Fuel, and our, our promo code stacked with it. And there were several opportunities for free shipping. So there's there's plenty of ways to get your fix, uh, despite Wawa's massive amount of disrespect and failure. Yeah, that's wild. In this that's area. really really crazy. Yeah. And, and what's funny is I I actually thought about that in regards to the drink. I was like, what decides who gets the spots on these shelves? And because yeah. sometimes you'll see a, a new kind of abstract brand in there, and it never uh -huh. lasts very yeah. very long. It's it's wild. Yeah. A lot of times they're they're paying for it. The rich and if you do get some it. shelf space and you do start to do well, yeah. then you've got to you got to weather the storm, so to speak, <laughs> or or hope for a buyout, you know, like Celsius did. Yeah. But Jocko Go is not looking for a buyout. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Well, I like that uh that it's Jocko's because I like Jocko. Yeah. Um and I like that they changed their flavor or their formula, I yeah. suppose. Still has everything it had before. In terms of the yeah, yeah yeah so they just uh the monk fruit's still there they just dialed it back and if you look there's a sneaky little ingredient on there i actually uh, i messaged brian littlefield when they first came out with the new formulations like you evil freaking genius so they're they're still sugar free but there's um what's the word i'm looking for here hang on i'll read it right off of there fermented sugar cane hmm which totally, it's a totally different biological response to it. So you get that sweetness without the calories and without the insulin spike from it. Wow. So, but it's yeah. still sugar cane, fermented sugar yeah. cane. Wow. Fermented sugar cane. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Okay. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Be little over there. Their chief product officer. He ain't yeah. playing around. That's funny, man. It's, it's funny that you know about those inner workings. I love how much of a fan you are of, of their products in general. Well, uh, you know, Brian, of course, famously a past guest here on the yeah, yeah, Sonsome yeah. podcast. It's, it's I mean, wild. We're connected deep into oh, not not so it. deep, not so deep that they're sponsoring the podcast. So I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, yeah. let's talk, boys. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's step up the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's just it's just a matter of it's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. So I mean, this of course all started. If you're a newer listener, and there's plenty of newer listeners, so welcome and, and thanks for sticking around. But this all started pretty organically back when the podcast started. Just. Uh, myself and my former cohort, co cohort, the host. Easy for I'm a professional. Oh yeah, I'm a yeah, trained yeah. professional. Talk for a living. Yeah, but how you know I'm real is that you're still hearing that in the podcast. That didn't get edited out. All right, that's how you know that we keep it 100 here on the Sound Seven Podcast. If I had a but, soundboard, uh, I'd do the claps and yes. the crowd cheering. 
Yes. And if my former co-host had it, he would do that as well. We don't do those things anymore. But we were just both fans. And when we recorded the first episode, we both just naturally had Jocko Goes. And and it stuck. And so we used to do it as a joke, like a pre-mercial. Like, hey, they don't sponsor us yet. Yeah. And then here we are, affiliates. And Brian's been on the podcast. And all kinds of all kinds of good stuff. So. Would you ever... Uh... Would you ever create your own drink? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have that passion within mm-hmm. me. Now, if Brian reached out to me, he's like, hey, hey, uh, the, the numbers coming through from Solid Summit Podcast have been blowing up sales, right? Your, your promo code, your yeah. affiliate link yeah. is setting our servers on fire, <laughs> right? We need you to make your own. We would like to reward you with a signature flavor. Mm. We would like to add you to the ranks of a what, J.P. Donnell with his sour apple it? sniper. And what do we call it? I don't know exactly what we would call it. Solid but sipping. Ooh. Has to Ooh. be. Yeah. But what flavor is yeah. that? You know? It'd have to be a grape. Why? So, uh, you know, I call, them, I call them white people waters. You know, there's all these flavored sparkling waters now. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And that middle class white people are single handedly putting the executives' children at these companies through college. Yeah. Yeah. Like, find me a middle class white person that doesn't have some flavored sparkling water in their fridge. Yeah. In cases. And I mean, you're you're a devastatingly handsome Latino man. Oh man, I have to agree. Your fridges aren't full of this stuff. It's not you guys. I don't think it's ever been full of one of them. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I think I tried it once, and then I realized what's the point of that, and just do it again. Yeah. And so of these companies, so there's, there's bubbly and there's, but I think that's the, mm, anyway, uh, whatever. Which I think bubbly, that uh, the Coke owns them. Clever marketing. I get a kick out of it. Um, there's LaCroix, which I think is supposed to be pronounced LaCroix and I refuse. <laughs> right. Um, those have been around for a while. They've been around for yeah. a minute, but there's Before this the company, fat. uh, Waterloo. Yeah. Waterloo's the best in the business. Oh, okay. Their flavors are the best. And they have a grape one. And I'm telling you, if you've been out of the sugar game, if you've been off the sugar train for a while, so you're not used to that, that sweet, sweet soda flavor, there the grape Waterloo can pass for like an OG grape soda like you would drink as a child. It, it's straight up like nostalgia, man. It's like eating a creamsicle. I mean, it's just... But, but, but is this really like... Does it have sugar? Is this no? It's oh, just it's just, just like a flavor. It's just a flavored sparkling understand. water. Okay, none of them have ever tasted and it's that good. So to me. good, and I'm like, dude, if I could do that, I could do. If I could achieve, like, same thing. Like, uh, part of why I've always loved the afterburner orange is yeah. it's it's like a Fanta, man. It's like a crush. It's like straight up drinking an orange soda, but without the garbage, right? Like they nailed that flavor. Um, I want to do that. I want to do Brian Littlefield. Listen to me, sir. Uh, I, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be the solid seven signature flavor. It could be, it could be, I'm open to it. Um, I don't know how much that gains you in market share, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but like, well, like a, a Jocko go, go that approximates just like that OG grape soda flavor would be uh, your mission. Dude, I'd be all over that. Mm. Yeah. I see. That's what I'd have to go with. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I think I, like you said, you started off by saying you're not even, you don't yeah. even think you have a passion for that, but. Well, I couldn't do what Brian does. Like for like, I'm not gonna be like, you know what the world needs is this drink. Like I can't formulate it. And studying the vitamins and all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, I couldn't. Put I couldn't do it. all the good oh, okay, stuff that's okay. in here that makes it awesome. Yeah, but branding a drink, you yeah. would, would maybe. But do. like, let's dial in this flavor. Yeah, yeah, grape. I, and it's, I mean, you know, they're they're all, uh, you know, like high level jujitsu players there, right? Because 
Jocko Fuel, this all was birthed out of Origin, Maine, which, mm-hmm. of, you know, of yeah, course. Yeah, they got their geese and stuff. Best geese on the planet, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Jocko, uh, Pete, the founder over at Origin, this whole team, Dedeco. I mean, these are all high-level black belts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, Brian as well. It's just the whole team over there. Um, and so, like, a jiu-jitsu player understands the phrase hole in your game. Yeah. And as I see it right now, grape is the hole in the Jocko Go game. What's up with that? They've never even tried it? Uh, you know, I don't, you never know. They're, they're always up to something. Yeah. They're right. always up to <laughs> they're something. They're going to drop it tomorrow. And some of the new products have just been, and uh, it's, and I, I apologize, fans, for how often, I don't apologize no, for how often I no, devolve no, into no. a Jocko Fuel. No. Um, but I just, you, like, you learn about a company like this where you love their products. Like, yeah. their products do make your life better. Yeah. Um, how many of their products do you have? Or have you purchased um, Well, like, I'm, I'm wearing my Origin jeans right now. Okay. Right now. Love them. Massive fan. Um, Jocko Go is always on hand at our house. Always. Like, you, you've you been to the house. Yeah. You open up the pantry. There's cases <laughs> of Jocko Go sitting there. Um, Mulk. I always have Mulk on hand. How's uh, that? You like that? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fa- And I'm super picky because, like, so many um, products of, like, to, to get a good protein powder, that doesn't taste like garbage. They're always full of junk. Like you're going to take a ton of carbs with it, whatever else. And it's just fantastic. It blends well. It mixes well, the flavors well, and you're not getting a huge carb hit with it. It's not full of garbage, not full of proprietary stuff. So it's fantastic. Um, I use their creatine, nothing right home about their creatine's creatine. Yeah. Um, but if, I, but if I'm going to give somebody my money for creatine, I'd rather give it to a I U.S. See. company. I right. See. I, see. Um, I use their, uh, several of their supplements, their combat tested, uh, their joint warfare. Uh, I use their vitamin D supplement. I use their krill supplement. Okay. So you plenty, uh, plenty of their products yeah, you can buy. Uh, yeah. For. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not, I've used their pre-workout. Now I haven't tried the new formulations yet. I've used their pre-workout. I like it. I'm just not a massive pre-workout guy. Like I'm not, me I'm neither. not a heavy lifter. I'm not going in looking for the big pump. Like that's not me, but I do know particularly from my road cycling days, like, uh, um, caffeine in particular is one of the best performance enhancers on the planet. Yeah. doesn't get enough credit for yeah. it. And so I'll, I'll use a Jocko go. Like you have been using that other garbage. Yeah, like that, that will be a free about, right, yeah. I already forgot about yeah. it. Um, so, and that tends to be enough for me, but if you're the kind of person where you are going in and you're hitting it hard and you're heavy lifting and yeah. like, that's your, like using a pre is your MO. There's are fantastic. I might have to try their pre then, man. I might have to try the pre. Because, I mean, look, so Celsius, this is what I do notice, and I mentioned it to you before. Like, I've been rocking with Celsius. It's no secret. Everybody knows. Don't tell anybody else. But, okay, so it's 200 milligrams for the whole can. Okay, like I mentioned before, I rarely would finish a Celsius in the gym. What I've realized lately is, like, I'm slowly moving towards finishing them more and more. You know what I mean? So it's like start, almost like the caffeine dependency is increasing as, as it does. So... Do you think that's out, outside of the realm of a Jocko then? Because if I'm getting to 150 milligrams, you know what I mean, per workout and feeling almost like I need more, I should maybe stick to a pre then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much. They, mu- they just all make me feel terrible. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is about, like, um, the caffeine itself or yeah. the other other ingredients that go into pre. They're looking at, you know, increasing blood flow and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to tell kind of what the factor is there. I know, like I looked at the stats on the new pre and it's per, per serving, it's 200 milligrams of caffeine and then all of the other. Do you have any? Type. I don't, I don't have any of the new formulation yet. I might have some of the old pre. 
Okay, if you could somehow get me some of that, if just you okay, to try it. Listen, listen. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a thing of the new pre. You're gonna use the Solid Seven promo code <laughs> to do it. And if you don't like it, I'll buy it from you. Okay. If it doesn't feel, yeah, okay, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds no, sounds no, no risk there. Yeah, to you. I like that. Okay. So that said, we need to discuss what flavor you're purchasing before you get it. Yeah, well, we'll, I'm not, we'll, I'm not taking some flavor I don't want off your hand. Well, yeah, true. We'll do. That. I'm not picky about those, but yeah. So yeah. So what? Uh, what's what's good though, man? It's been a minute since you've come on here. You, yeah, a little bit. Uh, a content creator yourself. We've yeah. alluded to it already. But yeah. your your current venture has been JMMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 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 only JMMA in itself, but really just kind of finding my my feel and my flow when it comes to creative ventures, period. Yeah. In general, I think I, I might have touched on it a little bit in, in the last episode we did together, but um, just the trajectory that life has has kind of had played out over the last couple of years has really put me in a place where exploring my creative desires is almost an it's almost like an inward taboo within myself kind of. Um, and so just even in the content I've created so far, if you've kind of scanned the, the, just an overview of my Instagram page, you'll actually notice that the variety of the content is very kind of flowy. I've tried different approaches, different kind of flavors of content. And that's really all in the spirit of obviously throwing as much as I can at the wall and seeing what sticks, but also in the spirit of kind of just, flexing my different you know creative joints because it almost is as if they've almost just become real they've Uh just kind of formed Uh into into existence um and it's not for lack of having tried to create things in the past but it's certainly for lack of identifying my creative aspirations as important right like i never really did that right at the very least i would you know limit it to other things I would do in life creatively i used to obviously i worked at the church so i'd you know create sermons and creatively whatever i to design a you know youth service or whatever it was through a different lens so making videos lately has been almost therapeutic because i've looked at it as a different way lately i've looked yeah. at it as developing a necessary ability a necessary kind of joint you know muscle and exercising it over and over and really kind of figuring out what it is that lights me on fire when it comes to content um because it's no secret that ultimately if i do want right to do content to, to make that my my absolute platform to make that my sole focus it's going to require that level of of kicking the sheets off in the morning you know what i mean and actually being being on fire about what it is that i'm doing um but i I, it's been some type of a battle between analyzing that trying to figure out what makes me happy in terms of the content creation realm and also not experiencing just paralysis by analysis right just just kind of overthinking the whole thing and not doing anything at all so it's been that kind of balancing act between the both of those extremes and uh but i've loved every single second of it seriously it's, it's been a, a season of life that has been probably the most eye-opening of any season i can remember at least within pet you know recent years what i don't know if we've ever talked about it like what initially like drew you to mma because you, like you've kind of dabbled with jujitsu yeah but you're not like some dedicated jujitsu player yeah you're no, not like no. deep into the sport in that way no. uh you know that i'm aware of you haven't fought yourself i mean you had brothers you probably yeah. had some fights but uh yeah like what was your entry drag well um when anybody asks me about my fandom of mma i always say that it's it's you know its inception was when connor came back and fought uh, cowboy 
That's what Donald Cerrone. It was that late because maybe right. we have talked about this. I can't remember because what yeah. sucked me back in, like I had been in and out of being a fan. Yeah. Right. So it's like back in the uh, Chuck Liddell days and stuff like that, when the sport, you know, had some big names, it was yeah. kind of in, in and out. Of, but I ended up like just stumbling across watching footage of Connor watching um, Aldo fight. I can't remember who for the title. But Connor was just in the crowd and yeah. still an up and comer, but he was Connor and he was put together, had a suit on. He's more hyped for the fight than anybody. Like he's selling the fight. They're putting him on camera constantly. And then of course, as soon as the fight's over, you know, he's like me next up. I'm like, I got to see this. I got to see this guy fight. Yeah. And yeah. then of course, up until these, these last few fights over the last few years, just electric. I mean, just magic watching the dude fight. Uh, watching him say, I'm going to beat this person in this way at this point in the fight yeah. and then doing it like <laughs> just superhuman feats. Right. Um, and so that, that's what sucked me back in. But so I, I thought that, I mean, that was fairly, when I say it was fairly recent, like time moves fast. Yeah. Yeah. In the fight world. Yeah. Yeah. It really and does. So I feel like him fighting cowboy I feel like that was months ago, and that's not true. No, no. So that was that was you know three and a half, almost four years ago. It'll be that's four years in, in I believe me. January. That's It'll insane. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. for that matter, I feel like him knocking out Aldo. Yeah. In thirteen seconds. Yeah. In exactly the way you can see the footage of him rehearsing. Yeah. yeah. The move. What yeah, like exactly, what he did yeah. to put him down. You yeah. can see it before the fight. Yeah. Back in his dressing room. And uh, I should say warm-up room, not dressing room. This yeah. isn't WWE. Yeah. What, what are we calling it now? E, WWE. WWE yeah. course. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Vince McMahon should be ashamed for oh, caving bro. to the environmentalist. But anyways. Um, so uh, I feel like that was just, like, if you if you were like, when was that fight? I'd be like, I don't know, two years ago? No. <laughs> no. 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 Um, December 2015. Yes. Yeah. So that that's why. But you have a very good reason then for for having gotten into MMA at least to whatever extent that you still are and and, and have been from that point. Um, because that that's this type of storytelling that of course is at the the bottom line of why I even love the sport. Um, the reason it was because that that is still relatively late. I do agree with you, right? Cowboy him coming, but you know it's still 2020, right? Yeah. So it's not this is not you know last decade. Um, but. Uh, it really, that was the night I became what you would call a hardcore fan, no longer a casual whatsoever, right? That's yeah. the night that I began to study the sport. I began to follow YouTube channels that gave information about the history of the sport and understood it thoroughly. And it just all spiraled, you know, out of control for lack of a better term, but in a good way. Um, but I will say this. Um, I actually, since I was a young, since I was pretty young, I, I actually was a fan of WWE. And it was because of the, obviously when you're younger too, you perceive it as real. So the storytelling yes. element of that is what I found myself watching, you know, main event fights as they would call them, right? Where the verdict really mattered. I would, I would feel just this sense of like edge of my genuine edge of my seat, like almost just like lasered in on it, you know, and really dramatically w awaiting the outcome. Well, brother, when I tell you that I felt that that night with, with Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone, because at, at, the, at the very least they were two fighters I, I knew of, I knew Cowboy Cerrone because I heard the name yeah. and Conor McGregor, come on. That's, yes. That's, yeah. So that feeling being recaptured there for the first time in years because I hadn't really felt it since I had watched WWE in, in my childhood was so captivating to me. And I realized like, this is literally, you know, again, for lack of a better term, a, an adult version, a grown up man version, you could say, you know, of the very drug quote unquote that I liked back then. Well, so. it gives you what you thought it gives you in reality, what you thought you were getting as a child. Precisely. Precisely. You, like it was entertaining because you believed it was real, mm -hmm. right? Like it's so magical 
Uh, right now, my son is finally, he's about to turn six this month. He'll, well, next month, yeah. October, he'll turn six. And he's finally into Transformers. I'm like, yes. Tran we're like, we're, we're just deep into Transformers and Legos right now. He's still not quite old enough to watch like the movies and stuff. So we're, we're working our way through some of the cartoon series. Um, he got his first Transformer toy, Optimus, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, like the excitement that my kids can get from fake experiences right? Like meeting a character. Like my, my daughter had her fourth birthday a couple months ago. And if you ask her, she will tell you with all genuineness, with all sincerity that, um, can't believe I'm going to blank on it. Uh, what's the, what, who's the one entangled? I should uh, know this. I, I, I mean, isn't that the, she's going to hear this. She's gonna be very ashamed of me. Tangled is the, the hair. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But she will, she will tell you, that Rapunzel, for the love. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forgive me, everyone. Oh, wow, I should have known that. But she will tell you with all seriousness that Rapunzel attended her birthday party. Because we had, we had someone, we had, we invited Rapunzel to attend. I love that. <laughs> Not only will she tell you with a straight face that Rapunzel attended her birthday party. Yes. But my daughter will let you know that were she ever to visit Rapunzel's hometown, her kingdom, yeah. That my daughter is in fact legally now recognized as a princess in the kingdom of Corona. And she has a certificate to prove it. Does she have a certificate? Yes. Oh, wow. She, okay. she will be recognized as a princess I mean, that's in the kingdom a, of Corona. But that's amazing because so like, that's, that's reality you gotta, to her. You got to be a little jealous of that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so that's where it's like, when, so I grew up, and so everybody probably thinks this, um, and you might feel a little crapped on here, and that's okay. But like wrestling is garbage. No, professional wrestling is absolute just garbage. It's just smut these days. But I grew up as a child in the golden age of the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation, Federation. Yep. with like the biggest, still the biggest names in the history of quote unquote professional yeah. wrestling. I grew up with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and Sergeant Slaughter, right? Uh, all these characters, Macho Man, Randy Savage. And there were good guys and there were bad guys. There were Saturday morning cartoons of these wrestling characters. I mean, it was just amazing, right? But it was all real. Real. Yeah. Right? It was, they were fat. This was life and death. Yeah. These battles. Yeah, they were right? fighting. And then, but you know, you lose the magic. You start to figure out, you start to see the holes. Right. Uh, you catch the hit that wasn't really real. You yeah. see them pulling the punches. You realize if someone were actually hit with that chair, they would be in the hospital. Um, you, you start to see the holes. And so you, you, you lose it. You lose that magic. And then, and then you see MMA. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Oh no. <laughs> yes. When you get hit like that, you, you bleed. Yeah. You do go to the hospital. Yeah. You do sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's the exact magic that I that I felt from back then. But it was yeah, it was actual. It was real. And yeah, man, dude, what I don't understand is how people cannot be into MMA. That, that's just yeah. what I don't. I don't understand people that are excited for March Madness college basketball, but not for an MMA fight. Yeah. Like I just don't understand that. Like at, at the very least, for the mega stars of the sport that fight every couple of months or at least once or twice a year, like John Jones or yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know how people like sports, understand sports, and it's not bigger. I, I mean, wonder, it's huge. I but wonder if it's a little bit this, right? Like most guys, and let's be honest, this is a it's a male centric 
sport. Like there's a women's division. Obviously there's women's fans, but by and large, you break down the demo, it's going to be, you know, 18 to 45 or 18 to 55 guys and whatever. And that's the majority of the athletes involved. But most of the guys in that demographic, most of the fans, most of the people picking up the pay-per-view, right? Most people that are going to see highlights, you know, on a sports recap show. They've probably played some soccer at some point. They've probably played some basketball. They've probably played some baseball. They've probably played some football. Um, You know, you get the point here. Right. And so when you see, like, when you're watching college games on Saturday and you see what D1 players are doing on the football field, inside you know, I can't do what they just did because I've tried and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're watching an NBA game, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have done that. Right. I couldn't defend that player. I couldn't dunk like they did. I can't shoot like they do. Like they've tried and you know, right. right? And there's always, yeah, there's always the guys who are like, yeah, I would have gone pro, but blah, 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 blah. No, you wouldn't do. No, you wouldn't. Nope. Cause if you, if you would have, you would have. Right. Yeah. Um, with rare exception of like somebody who's actually a D1 prospect or a professional prospect and then takes a career ending injury. Yeah. No. Right. Um, but with this, I think it's, I think it's much easier for a lot of guys knowing the male psyche, knowing that most guys haven't been in a real fight. I haven't been in a real fight. Like I haven't had somebody like straight up, just throw hands and punch me has never happened, nor have I thrown hands myself. I think, more guys are willing and able to delude themselves into thinking like if I ever got in a fight like that, I could I could hold my own. No, you couldn't. These are, these are every bit the top performers. These are every bit the freak athletes that you're seeing in these other professional sports, but it's not something you can just dabble in. It's not, you're not going to go, participate in your peewee MMA league. That's not a thing. You're, you know, you're not with the exception of the wrestling component and now jujitsu as it grows, you're not going to experience what they're doing in the octagon in an amateur experience yeah. and go, Oh no, they're different from me. Right, right, right. So and that, I think, I think maybe that's the disconnect. I think yeah, that's that, why there's less respect. There. That would make a lot of sense actually. Uh, really, because it's, it's, and you know, it's funny. I don't know if you saw this clip, but are you familiar with Bo Nickel, the prospect? He's uh, uh-uh. from uh, University of Pennsylvania, I believe, whatever wrestling prospect. He's in the UFC now. Um, he's one of the most hyped prospects, period, on the roster. He fights at 185. Um, and uh, it's funny because he was, he was doing an interview recently and he was referring to Hamzat Chemaev. Or uh, in the same interview, you obviously know that, that freak athlete. Um, but he was talking about how his wrestling record is is nothing special. He, he saw it was like a, a Swedish national champion, like some whatever. It was like he had three championships within a long amount of like 12 years or something like that. So he's just basically saying his resume wasn't impressive. But anyway, he went on to say, um, he went on to say that for whatever reason, MMA is 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 the the sport where so many people can know so little yet talk so, so much. Yes. And it's really, it's really true. It's really true. It's, it's almost like that ratio is just extremely off when you compare it to other sports. And I feel like it's because so many more people have the actual experience with those sports to be able to like actually fact check and say, Oh no, you're wrong about that. You're wrong about that. And hardly anybody has that for the realm of fighting. Even if you have it in a martial art, like karate, it's still not the full thing of MMA fighting amateur or pro. So it's, it's almost like, you know, crap speech just flies freely because there's no regulation of it because there's nobody with experience about it. Or there's at least that number is very small comparatively. Well, and how often, right, when you get a matchup 
between um, two two guys or two girls with real high level ground game, right? Uh, you know, where you're talking the Brian Ortegas of the world, you, you know, like these people that are jujitsu freaks, they've got a striking, they've got a stand up game, but on the ground, they're deadly, right? They're, it, you watch a fight go to the ground. And if you don't know anything about grappling, you're bored out of your mind. It can legitimately look like nothing's happening. Right. They're laying there doing nothing. When in reality, you're watching two grandmasters play chess. Yeah. You just don't know the like. Think about think about the first time you saw somebody playing chess. Like as a kid, uh, uh, everybody's almost without fail exposed to checkers <laughs> before chess, yeah. right? And check because checkers you can grasp, right? The the move the available moves are much simpler, right? Right. And so when you first see chess, you almost can't wrap your brain around it. Like why do all these pieces move in such crazy ways? It looks made up. It looks ridiculous. I mean, I guess it is made up. It's all kind of made up anyway. <laughs> and so it's like the problem is you're watching a game that you don't understand the moves of yet. Yeah. And so you're watching grandmasters play this tactical game, but it looks like nothing because you don't know the moves. And it's so hard. And that's the challenge of what you're doing yeah. now with JMMA. That's the challenge of the commentators doing it live yeah. to make that make sense, yeah. to translate that, to explain that to us like we're five. You know, because you can't just put somebody out on the match. You can't. They're not just going to go. And we're seeing more and more of that with the growth of the UFC, with the massive growth of the Joe Rogan podcast, with the massive growth of Jocko's influence, right, between his books and his podcast. You're seeing more interest in jujitsu in this country than, than we've ever seen. And so more people have maybe been to an introductory course. But still, not enough where the bulk of the audience is going to have that. Pro so trying to explain that. In terms to explain chess in the way that somebody who's only played checkers can understand is the challenge for the commentators. Yeah. And I feel it's gotten a lot. It's gotten, I mean, if you look at the fan base, I mean, you're right about a pure casual not knowing what they're seeing. But one thing I think that some commentators have pointed out too, I think live on broadcast is just kind of this, this noticeable shift in the crowd's understanding of the sport in general. And it, it doesn't matter if they're in Salt Lake City or, or New York City or Vegas, the home of these fights. Like, it seems to be across the board that fans are understanding more of the nuances of ground transitions and positionings more and more. Yeah. Um, if you notice, it was an enormous uh, pop in the in John Jones' recent fight for the heavyweight title against Cyril Gunn when he his hips kind of shifted to a higher position to where a guillotine looked available. Yeah. The crowd is responding more to these things that 10 years ago, you, you could bet your bottom dollar you're not going to hear a single pop when you know, someone gets from, from half guard to full mount, right? Yeah. Like no one really understood, right? And maybe a small subset did, but you get the point. Um, so to see that evolution is really cool. I've also noticed, and I don't know if it's just because I'm more of a fan now too, but the commentators are, you know, like you said, what their job is, right? To, to make it understandable to the people at home. It's almost like they do the best possible job of it these days. Yeah. It's almost like they're, they're very deliberate. They don't really get off topic unless there's nothing happening. Yeah. But every single time they see those nuances, they're explaining it in a way that will at least educate the non, you know, initiated. You know what I'm surprised and, and, and literally this is dawning on me in this moment, but what I'm surprised we haven't seen them pull into the coverage. Cause like listeners, if you've never watched like a UFC fight night or you've never watched a, a UFC pay-per-view, it's it's really difficult to time and space these events out because you don't you have no idea how long a fight's going right. to take right it's it, there's a hard limit on it you know it won't take any longer than this but it could be much quicker right so you can have a fight scheduled for five rounds this this is the case all the way back in 2015 
that we were talking about with uh, Connor uh, fighting uh, the then champion, Aldo, longtime champion. That fight could have gone five rounds as a championship yeah. fight. It was over in 13 seconds. <laughs> now, it was the end of the night, so it doesn't pose the same challenge. But imagine that had happened the fight before. You have to fill all that air time up yeah. until you're ready for yeah. the next fight. Yeah. So there's there's always a little extra room to commentate in between rounds. And then there's lots of room to commentate in between fights. And what I'm surprised, um, and, uh, you know, Dana, call me, all right? Like, I want credit for this idea. I'm surprised MMA and UFC haven't pulled in what you see with other pro sports where um, you see at least in the halftime shows or you'll see in the breaks where where they pull in in the studio and they've either got holograms or they've got videos. Like you see this with with NASCAR. Like they'll have the flyaway diagrams of the cars where you're explaining how this thing works, how this how this part, how this thing they did yeah. affects the car yeah, or yeah. explaining the play or the tackle yeah. from football, right? And you're seeing it in diagrams. You're seeing it in 3D. You're seeing it in studio. Yeah. You're seeing it where they can draw on the screen. Yeah, well, so they, they, they started doing this. They have recently. Okay, it's I, been a bit since I, I've watched yeah, fights. So, so th- I mean, it's not been more than maybe two years. Yeah. That, that, that might be pushing it too. I feel like it's fairly recent relatively. But to pull in and show a demonstration right. of like, when we're saying side mount, when we're saying rubber guard, when we're saying heel hook, when we're talking about a Kimura, where you can either have pre-filmed clips where there's demonstrators or mm-hmm. you're just showing that there's a graphical representation so, to start to build that knowledge base yeah. for the fan that maybe isn't going to ever go in. Yeah, uh, you know, to a UFC gym to, uh, you know, or Yeah, those those are real serious fundamentals you're talking about like explaining what each you know, guard looks like and whatnot and say, you know, explain that that would be, that would be almost interesting to have as, as content between, I mean, just maybe on fight pass or something yeah. like that. But you could do some of, you could do some of it between rounds if it was relevant to what you just saw. Well, so that is what you could DC certainly does. do some between the fights. Yeah. So DC definitely does that with the pad. He'll get, you know, he'll start drawing and talking about momentum going this way and stuff. Um, what I think they could do to, to mix in kind of a little bit of your suggestion would be to identify what these things, because a lot of times they'll say terms. It's like, if you don't know, you don't, you're not, you got to Google it, right? Yeah. You're not going to, no one's going to do that. So, um, so to, to break it down a little bit more for, to be viewer friendly or new viewer friendly, I think would be, would be a good idea, but they certainly have been doing a better job of those yeah. breakdowns though. Especially because there's times where like you can see a finish on the ground and you can't even tell why the person who tapped was in trouble. You can't even tell why they were experiencing any discomfort. So to to break that down and understand understand like no they felt like this joint was about to yeah, snap they yeah. felt like this bone was about to yeah. break like here you couldn't see it but here's where they were in here's where they were in checkmate that's got to be explained a lot of times with like heel hooks things yeah. involving like like leg leg submissions on the ground for sure because they they don't look detrimental from certain positions and they and they're absolutely shredding your knee apart so yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be a good idea for those. But overall, I've just realized that it, it maintains as true still today. It's just the real fundamentals and somebody to teach them and, and you know consistently explain them is a is an untapped market. And um, I mean, I'm looking to continue beginner guides a little bit a little bit more and and maybe even just make entire YouTube videos on the basics because like, you can't find them anywhere. Yeah. At least not in any relatively entertaining or highly produced way or fun way. You know what I mean? So to so as to retain viewership and interest, but. Um, Hundred percent, you're right about that, and it's so interesting because no one ever told me what so many of these terms meant either. I realized I just had to figure it out on my own, yeah. and it took me the better part of, I guess, like two years before I really kind of knew what I was talking about. I still feel like I don't. It's such a crazy world, man. Yeah, it's so wild to see just different. I mean, sometimes you know something will happen, and the commentator will call it something, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's new. I never heard that before, yeah. even, even to this point." So, 
But even the commentators sometimes there'll be a certain choke, and you know you'll hear one of them say, "Listen, I, I don't even, yeah. I don't even know if I've ever well, seen that." That's that's the thing that's interesting about jujitsu, uh, particularly like versus some of the more established or more known martial arts. It's constantly evolving to where even like you'll hear guys that take have respect for the sport and take it seriously, like who have achieved a certain level, whether that's black belt, belt, brown belt, purple belt, higher level belts. Well, if they've been out of the game for too long, they will downgrade themselves. They won't wear their belt. I'm like, I'm, I'm out of the game yeah. too long. I'm not at that level anymore because the sport that has moved beyond them, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really crazy. You know, where it's like you're taking Kung Fu. It's like, yeah, Kung Fu and changed in, you know, a few thousand, <laughs> thousand years or whatever. Also, you don't see much Kung Fu in the octagon, and you kind of got to wonder why. Yeah. It's not one of those practical ones, I suppose. Yeah. Karate is more of like a stance thing, too. You never really see somebody put into practice like this yeah. karate striking, necessarily. I mean, but... some of Wonder Boy's background is karate, right? Yeah, or but again, it... that, that translates mostly into his stance, not so much into like, his, he's not ch chopping, you know what yeah. I mean? He's not, <laughs> so... But then there's still, you know, things like uh, Taekwondo gets relentlessly mocked in the fight community. It's often referred to as take my dough. And at the same time, like that's where Joe Rogan's background, like fight background is as, yeah. as a high level Taekwondo competitor. Yeah. And you hear like top tier UFC fighters come through. Now they might just be kissing the Joe Rogan ring, but everybody talks about Joe Rogan's sidekick being one of the best in the world. Like. And if you see him throwing that sidekick on yeah, a bag, like yeah. it will fold you in half. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's guys that are, you know, high level professional fighters that want him to teach his technique to them yeah. for that sidekick. So it's like, there's, you can, there's some, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is the point. Um, are yeah. you going to take somebody who's a, a, a Taekwondo only black belt and put them in a UFC ring? With, I don't even have to say with a ranked fighter. That's not going to go well. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, fighter. and people in those areas will say it, well, it wouldn't be safe for them. I wouldn't even ever do it because it wouldn't be fair to them. No, no. <laughs> they know what they're signing up for. Cool. Step in the ring, destroy them. Fine. Cool. And do no, it. It doesn't happen. It's not no, a thing. No, of course not. I mean, if it, look, if it was, it'd be, a dis, yeah. it'd be a main discipline of a lot of top yeah. fighters. And it's this not, isn't an original thought. I, I mean, I'm parroting Joe Rogan on this. Yeah, like the, yeah. the beauty of UFC was, it, it cut out all of the bull crap in mm -hmm. the martial arts world. Yeah. But like uh, UFC one on, okay, now we've, we've figured out what works. Yeah. Now we know what's real. Yeah. UFC one is crazy though. <laughs> Seen that stuff. I mean, that's savage. Yeah. That's not something I'd want to see today. It was but... the well West man, bro. It's um, some of that stuff's hard to watch. Yeah. Bro. It was much it's... more like something from a movie back then <laughs> man. and straight up. I mean, geese and I mean, you just <sighs> never knew what you were going to see, but it was, like, it was style V style, it was like pure like... style V style back then. I mean, these people looked like real life movie characters yeah. and, and like an open tournament where anybody off the street was, you know, it's like a 3 a.m. after the bar thing come through and do, yeah. do your thing here. It's, it's wild. Yeah. You've seen it? UFC one? I've seen some of the older fights. I don't yeah. know if I've seen one. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Any of those older ones where yeah. they just, you know, any, any shot anywhere is legal and they just <laughs> go to. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your content, how's it going? Yeah. Well, going pretty well. L lately, I've kind of taken on more of a, uh, uh, I guess, suppose like an, a commentator. Uh, point of view when it comes to the content I've made. Just it's accurate for me to say your your focus for your content, like your primary driver, is Instagram, and everything else yeah. is ancillary. Yeah, 100%. so everything's built for Instagram, and then if it ends up on X, if it ends up on YouTube, that's just correct. Yeah, yeah. And and to, to be honest, one of my Achilles heels right now is not having a proper workflow for posting because once I do, because obviously the video goes straight to Instagram, and sometimes for whatever reason or another, 
I'll forget to do YouTube shorts or TikTok or not. I know your feelings on TikTok, but the point is platform to platform, I'll forget to put it across all of them. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, yeah, I, I did Instagram like scheduled posts. I don't know if you knew about this recently, but like something happened where scheduled posts just stopped working. So I scheduled a post and then it wasn't posted the next day. I realized it late, had to reschedule. All, all Come that, on, whatever. Zach. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. Honestly, how much money do they Freaking need to meta. not have issues like that? I was talking to uh, Miranda. Uh, and Cody's wife and yeah. she had the same problem and she obviously you know she does content for like a, she has an Instagram page of her own too um, and so it, it just this really is, if you're like a real 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 old school listener this is uh, Miranda formerly of the Either Neither podcast oh yes, yes and Miranda yes. has made an appearance here way back when I mean, that might have been single digit episodes that's crazy I do remember that. it might have been a little later than that hey crazy. listen this fight game this one not for everybody <laughs> Not for everyone. It's not, I know I make it look easy. I know you listen and you think, man, any idiot could do this. And uh, no, it takes a real special idiot. It's, uh, you're hilarious. <laughs> he said, this fight game points at the mic. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so it's, it's you mainly... feel it now creating content though. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but listen, to, kill. And that's what, that's why, listen. whatever the creative medium. Yeah. If you're, listen, I, it, it might not be paying the bills. It might not be getting the likes. It, it might not be whatever. But, and, and uh, this, I'll admit, this is a little bit loser talk. I understand, right? If I'm ever making Rogan money, I'll probably be like, yeah, I was just saying that to make myself feel better. Um, <laughs> but, like, if you're working in a creative medium, whatever it is, and you're regularly and putting out content and with, with dedication and reliably, that's a win in and of itself yeah. because the vast majority do not right 100 percent. now let me break your heart a little bit here um i saw i've started to follow more industry people around podcasting i've stumbled across some more content around that followed some more of those people on the socials myself um i say the socials who am i kidding i'm talking about x here um yeah. and so i i saw somebody who had uh, developed this report and I, I i couldn't see how to interact with it like in detail like how to get copies of it your yourself um, cause I, I think it's, it's probably something where you can subscribe or pay him and get it like tailored to what you're doing. Um, but it was kind of an, an industry breakdown. Right. And so one of the stats that I saw that he shared was, was a, a slide, right. Or a deck that had, um, like your percentage chance of quote unquote making it yeah. in podcasting. And I don't know what the metric for making it was. I don't know if that was just replacing some level of income. Well, it was probably the metric, right? Um, but or or maybe that's just a, somebody who's getting to the level where whatever their needs are, podcasting is is providing for their needs. Uh, whatever that metric was, making it their job, making it. Yeah. Um, there were several stats there of increasing percentages based on the number of episodes released, the number of episodes published. They didn't all stick with me, but this one did. At the point that you have published 300 episodes, keeping in mind as we sit here and record right now, we're recording episode 131. Yeah. At the point that you have published three episodes, 300 episodes, your percentage chance of making it in podcasting has risen all the way to 5%. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It turns out overnight success takes a really long time. 
That's a wild stat. Yeah. 300. Mm-hmm. 5%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, listen, man, it's, so, it's seriously no so joke. So this is where I'd like to announce to the Sound Podcast world that I'm going to be going to three episodes a week. Uh, they'll be 15 minutes each. And, uh, <laughs> During the speed run. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to release this episode as a 10-part series. <laughs> yeah, just keep cutting it. We'll get there. <laughs> but, um, no, man, listen, it's, it's, it's seriously no joke, especially, especially like, man, like, you, you psych yourself out when you, I mean, if anybody creative or anybody who has a pursuit that has to do with social media or media in general, you probably know what I mean by this, but it almost seems like the more you try, like the more exhausted you become. It almost, I, I don't know if you identify with all the production that you've been able to put out and keep up with as extremely large amounts of work. I don't know if you identify it as that, but the fact of the matter is, in my opinion, two things have to be true. Number one, it is a large amount of work. And number two, it took a force beyond sheer discipline and forcing yourself, right, to get to this point. And it undeniably would take the same thing and maybe even in greater amounts to get to that point. Yeah. And it will. And when you do, you'll, you know, you could affirm that too. But the point I'm trying to make is that comparatively, when I think about my own work, right, like the, the parts of me, and thanks for being my therapist, Solid Seven, um, seriously, but the, 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 the parts of me that, scrutinize my final products the parts of me that that over hypothesize about the you know the outcomes and how well a certain video could do how well you know how good or bad an idea is are the parts of me that seem to sap the energy that is supposed to be provided by just the fact that i love it yeah just the fact that it is fun it is something i am excited about and that i want to do and every time there's a fight night you know interacting with my community makes me really happy yeah post a little verdict of a fight you got five or six people commenting in, in your inbox it's a lot of fun and and that seems to be my battle is not focusing so much on the win or the loss of it and just kind of having that Kobe mentality of win or loss, you gotta get up tomorrow and do it again anyway. Yeah. So don't overfocus on that. It seems like you've found some type of type of balance of that. And it you know, this is not this is not any type of, you know, flattery necessarily intentionally or just for the sake of it, but like it's seriously something that I look at and I say, Okay, well he's dialed into a frequency that that I, that I need to at least find my version of yeah. to, to, to get to the point I intend to get to. And I believe I will. It's just, you know, the, the process. Yeah. A, a part of it is just like uh, some integrity, just keeping your word, right? Like the expectation to the extent that I have a following, right? To the extent that I have, uh, you know, fans or an audience or whatever, uh, like there's an expectation. Like I get up to go to work on Monday and there's going to be a new episode there waiting for me. Um, and if there's not right, like that lacks integrity on my part, right? Unless I've communicated, which I, I've only done once, like not going to be a new episode because of whatever reason. And even that one week that I took off, there was still content. I, I played a classic, uh, right? Um, so part of it's just that commitment, right? Like there's, there's, there's a deal there, right there, right? There's an understanding there. There's a bargain there. Um, so that, and I just take it personally. I don't know. I'd feel like it was such a miss, like such a failure to not have an episode out when it should be would just drive me absolutely nuts. And there's been some that have been tough to pull off, you know, like a last minute guest falling through a booking failure on my part, uh, you know, whatever, where I'm scrambling. I mean, you're on the list of regulars. You've gotten those texts of like, Hey, what are you doing right now? <laughs> right now. 
Um, like it's Saturday afternoon, episodes going out Monday. Yeah. What are you doing right I love now? It, man. That's um, crazy. Because the episodes, the episodes got to happen. Man. I, it was funny, uh, you know, uh, Josh, the old co-host, Josh was on, I don't know, two episodes ago, and we were we were covering all the the new Apple devices and stuff, and. I think on that episode, I don't know if it was on air or off air, Josh was talking about like, would I ever do like a solo episode, right? Like just kind Asked of you that, yeah, like okay. monologue the whole thing. And I was like, I, I, that just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. Like I've, you know, th- there are greats at that, right? Like Rush was a great at that. Limbaugh could just, could do that. And even on the way over here, I was listening to a podcast. It was something, it wasn't a podcast I regularly listened to. It was something that I saw in a promotion. I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. And it was a dude just just talking, just him, for like I don't know, twenty three minutes. And I, and dude, I was like, I was like Michael Scott, yeah, don't like that. Just, <laughs> just I, I don't know. I'm like, you you're like gonna have that. a real special thing to have that. I think me just sitting going off. I, I I just I don't think I can do it. So uh, last minute guess it is. I, I did tell Josh. I'm like I don't miss him often, but there it was nice to have that safety net of a co-host where like if he didn't have a guest. Yeah, yeah. There was at much least. less push pressure on booking when there was a co-host. I think Joe Joe Rogan might have done that with Jamie before. Maybe where Jamie just sat in with him when when some someone yeah. got. I feel like I remember that happening once or twice. Yeah, but. nice to have Jamie as a fallback there. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Rogan needs a crutch. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, but are are you? Uh, we have to get are you happy with your numbers. With your, you feel like you're seeing growth, and you're happy with where that growth is. I mean, you've got like. I'm looking at your Insta right now. You've got like 10x my subs, which let me let me tell you, maybe more than 10x, which is just uh, infuriating. No, really. Look, um, for the 10 minutes you've been doing this, I think what matters most is engagement. I think yeah. it, I think it certainly is telling of how alive your community is because you can have followers all you want to, right? But that's an account sitting there. Yeah. Right. How many people are engaging? And that's what I've seen increase a little bit lately is the percentage of people engaging who f- actually follow me. Yeah. Um, and I think I think. Uh, I haven't really talked too much about this, but I think my initial slew of content I made was like the beginner guides. And I think that that tapped into a very specific market. And I think being a more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, I don't know, just keeping up with the current events of MMA yeah, um, is a separate market maybe. Because like, it, it's almost like one involves being a hardcore and understanding the inner workings of the fighters and the relationships and you know, disputes and all of that stuff following on social media. And another is someone who's totally new to the game completely. So yeah. it's, it's almost like maybe I've split, you know, the, the difference there. But um, it, it, anyways, in terms of being happy with it, absolutely. Because lately with, with my fight nights where I'll just post on my story, you know, talk about, you know, a little bit about the fights or a verdict or whatever, odds, whatever, um, a lot of people are, are responding and, and, yeah. and, you know, actually interacting with me. Um, furthermore, I've actually received a couple messages lately from folks just saying, Hey man, I really love your content. It's, it's underrated. And I think you're going to, you know, do really good in this space or, you know, whatever. And that's always very encouraging too. the, the only hurdle I feel significant enough to mention would, you know, left for me to, to at least complete would be really kind of finding the, the lane of content that I want to run down as fast as possible yeah. because at some point here I got to click into one post a day Monday through Friday maybe not the weekends but one post a day five a week minimum it's just you can't get there outside of that so finding a version of my content that I'm most excited about doing that with but that I'm also capable of kind of just cognitively to produce yeah I don't think I can make five beginner guides a week they, they require way too much intentional scripting and thought and whatnot but I can definitely do five little commentary pieces a week where I stir up the conversation within my community. Yeah. So, and I think that to be honest with you, if I had to lock one down right now, I would jump on that because that's the one I've made a couple of recently and they've, they've done well. 
or decently well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm overall very happy with it. Um, very I, happy. I, I just kind of, you know, started in the first place back in February. It's wild. Forgive me if this is a boomer question, but how do you monetize Instagram? I, I get how, I get how the workout models do it. I get how pretty girls do it. Right. <laughs> I get people like paying you to feature their product. I understand yeah. that, but it's not like what we're seeing with creators on X where, you know, ads are being shown with your content. You're getting a cut YouTube, you're rolling ads. You're getting a cut as long as YouTube likes what you're saying. And if they find it in any way offensive, then screw you. You're done. Um, right. So, but I don't like, there's not, you know, there's not ads, there's not promotions and stuff like uh, playing on your video content yeah. on Insta. It's not yeah. in the comment threads. How do you monetize that content? Well, that's essentially the only really big piece missing is, is ad revenue. Yeah. I mean, everything outside of that, they even have a built in kind of Patreon system now with it, like a subscription tab. Yeah. Which, so that that's monthly. Have you open those up? No. What do you mean? Like, is, is that available? No, no. It? You have to, once you hit 10 K then, then you can do that. I don't think you, yeah. yeah. So it's the only for the. The, the well-off <laughs> i'm listening to you to you uh four thousand jmma subs out there i'm fighting the same thing where like i'd really like to be so if you want to participate in the creator revenue that they're doing now on x and like it's not like everybody's making bank but some people are making real yeah, money crazy money right but you can't do it unless you have subscriptions activated and you can't activate subs until you've got 500 followers on X. So listen, if you're bored, uh, you, listen, you don't have to turn alerts on. I'm not asking for the world here, but just, just go throw a follow on X. It's not going to hurt you. And we'll get there. And Hey, I'm funny on there. Yeah. I very am. Much so I can vouch for it's that. It's entertaining. Got some clever tweets. Or, sorry, sorry. But this posts. is, this is why like I've been giving you the hard pressure. I'm like, your stuff needs to be on X dude. It needs to be on X because like they just keep stepping up their game on video content period. And to me, like, again, maybe this is, I'm, I'm a boomer and TikTok and Insta just don't make as much sense to me still more TikTok than, than Instagram. I get Instagram a little, but like that path, to monetization on X on YouTube, on rumble all seems much more obvious and much more attainable to it, me. It certainly does. But the path to, okay. So the path to monetization, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty straightforward with Twitter. The path to cultivating a community on Twitter is what seems to me not stable, right? If you, 90%, if not all of the people that I follow on Twitter, X, sorry, um, they've, they've. Forgive us, Elon. Well, yeah, sorry. It's my, my bad. Don't know how I did that. I'm literally staring at X right now. Literally X. <laughs> and I'd say Twitter, but, um, but no, like all of those people that I follow for the most part, like I've, I've found them on contents outside of Twitter. There's no, there's no proprietary. There's no like. Twitter content necessarily that I follow. And, and that's why I don't put as much of an emphasis on there specifically with my content is because when I have put it on there, it's, it's getting two impressions, two views, three views total. Yeah. And it almost seems like the goal of mine should be to funnel in a, a community that's cultivated outside on more discoverable yeah. platforms like Instagram, which has explored pages, which my videos clearly have hit um, some of them and then, and then bringing it into Twitter. And then at that point using that for that, that very juicy revenue share that many people have tweeted their numbers out of. They've shown the exact, yeah. like, <laughs> what is, yeah, it's no, crazy. that's like crazy. I, yeah. I think where they are playing some catch up on um, like Instagram and YouTube is in discovery. Yeah. Right. And so, sure. and, and I, I see that continue to get better. I'm seeing more. I mean, dude, you, you talk about though. I mean, you look at like, there was no bigger name. There was no one doing bigger ratings in all of cable news maybe all of any news than Tucker Carlson, right? So famously Fox, height of his career, Fox cans him, all kinds of, con plenty of controversy there. Like his show, his new show is Tucker on X. Like the, his episodes are all only 
available there. And so I'm just, obviously I'm in that space much more than, than anywhere else as far as social is concerned. Uh, but I just see more and more video content coming. It's, it's funny because the space community is all it right now because SpaceX's streams, like the, the coverage available for launches for all providers has gone, has like, has been orders of magnitude better, more access, more camera angles for everybody's launches for the last few years. And it's all because SpaceX was driving it. SpaceX was putting cameras on everything, streaming every launch, good commentators, right. good graphic overlays, and it forced everybody's hand, right, to get better at this stuff. All the way up to where, like, SpaceX has been providing, like, 4K streams of their launches and stuff. And so um, just, like, a week or two ago, they moved to our launches are only going to stream now on X. X doesn't support 4K. So all the space nerds are pissed. Well, yeah, yeah um, I would be but too. But to me, what that says is like, Elon understands his fan base. Like he's one of his people. Like yeah. you hear Elon talk, he's a gamer, he's a nerd. Yeah, he really he's, is. I uh, love learning uh, this For the recently. purposes of uh, the Sun 7 podcast, we'll say he's a crap poster. Like <laughs> Elon, he's a guy, he's just a guy. Yeah. Right? I mean, he just happens to be, you know, a generational genius. That's yeah. all. But other than that, like he's just a dude. Yeah. Um, and so he gets it. So to me, like they're all just mad. Like, oh, now we're going to have to watch this, you know, in like 1080p or something instead of 4K. We'll have to suffer through. But my thing is what that told me instantly was like, there's no way that means anything other than 4K is coming to X and it's coming very, very soon. Yeah. Uh, there's no way they would have made that move otherwise. Like to me, if we can, if we want to use fight talk, that absolutely telegraphed the move. That 4K native 4K content is coming to maybe. X and coming to X. I feel soon. like it's not a given, though. I mean, maybe. No way they would have would have made that move. Really? No, knowing their fan base on both sides is real picky about that. Knowing stuff. the knowing the video content that like there's entire industries ancillary to like I don't know if you caught my episode with Ellie in space on here. She's one of these no. space tubers, right? With over seventy thousand subs on YouTube, over seventy thousand subs on X now. Elon follows her. I think he, Elon subscribes to her on X. Like Ellie's a serious content creator, but she's a part of this like space tuber community that has built up around coverage of, um, you know, SpaceX and the ancillary businesses, Starlink and Tesla and, and, uh, you know, the solar stuff. And, and there's lots of, you know, NASA space flight, which they cover everybody. But of course that's very SpaceX heavy because who's throwing more rockets into space than SpaceX, yeah. uh, right? People like Tim Dodd, where it's like, they rely to some extent, a lot of them are, are going and setting up their own cameras. They're doing their own feeds. They have their own content. But when it comes to launches, they're still pulling from SpaceX's feeds because, like, once the rocket's at a certain altitude, once it's in orbit, like, you're not getting footage from your ground cameras. Yeah. You're either getting that from SpaceX or nowhere. Right. And that's where part of the frustration is for this is with the content creators, not just the fans who want to watch a launch. Um, they just would not take that away. They, they would not. Like, they just recently upgraded the cameras on the second stage. Like, when you see the footage, like, when they're doing a Starlink launch, when uh, the fairings pop off the top of the second stage and you're seeing the satellites and they're starting to release them, just crystal clear. I mean, just like like you're watching it happen across the room from you. Like they, they just wouldn't make the move to this is only going to be available solely on X if they're going to have to degrade the quality they're providing for an extended period of time. I just don't buy it. I, I suppose I really want to see what happens now. Now that you got, you got me really interested. 
I've always noticed that, yeah, Twi- X has not really had the best quality in regards to... It's, be- it's certainly better than it was. Um, and their whole video video interface is better than it was. Um, and I mean, like, Tucker Carlson had Bill O'Reilly on last night, right? Yeah, I, I just saw that. Phenomenal interview, right? Because it's just, they've shared such an interesting experience where here's two guys that were both fired by the same company at, like... At the time, they were the top of the game. Bill O'Reilly was doing bigger numbers than anybody when Fox fired him. Uh, Tucker Carlson doing bigger numbers than anybody. Now, they've both gone on. They're both doing their own thing. They're done working for other people, and now their reach is even bigger, even greater. But just seeing those two guys share a room, you know, share a camera, and chat, they're so, in, like, Bill O'Reilly in particular is such an interesting uh, dude. And just so, like, he's seen it all. He's done it all. Uh, you know, Tucker asked him about, he's like, I think you might, like have the most famous video in all of the world from when he was on inside edition and flipping out, uh, over oh, yeah. the technical issue. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, it live. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, just leave we'll it at that. We'll live. do it live. <laughs> I um, and uh, so it's funny seeing Tucker ask me about that, but I watched that on X cause that's the only place you can watch it, <laughs> but I watched it at, at two X speed. Cause oh, you wow. can do that yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. which obviously you could do that on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure YouTube you can do that on rumble or whatever, but to have that functionality built in natively now in, in X. They're turning I'll into be, an everything app. I'll be, I'm not going to put any money on the line here, but I'll be shocked if X isn't doing native 4K video in the next three to six months. I'll be shocked. Okay. Gives me a time frame to keep an eye on it. Write more. it down. Do you think, now, can I ask you, like, when it comes to streaming to X, is that something open to, is that open or is that? I think it's still more beta. They, they are doing, so, like, I think spaces, which are audio only, have been getting better and better. Yeah, uh, I was actually. I like that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I was actually just X-Spaces. on a space again um, this week, <laughs> so maybe yesterday so, so, with the so, Orange so Pill app. So is it called X Spaces? Yeah. SpaceX. Yeah. X Space. Yes. <laughs> that's just a lucky shot though, because it was called Twitter Space. But that's beautiful. Yeah. That is that yeah. is that is. So that interface has has been getting amazing. better, and like like Elon did a space today. Uh, with Ben Shapiro and leaders from the Jewish community talking about the issues around because like the anti the ADL the Anti Defamation League has been going after uh, X saying that they've been uh, you know just promoting hate and Nazi Nazism anti Semitism and so Elon's in this space and I mean there's twenty at one point I saw twenty one thousand people listening in on top of like ten or eleven speakers participating in this thing. It was all running flawlessly. The audio was good. Um, so spaces as an audio component, that has gotten better. Uh, and I have seen more of the live streaming. I don't think, like right now, I don't think if I pulled up X, I don't think I can go live with a live stream right now. Um, I, I also haven't tried it. We all know, uh, you know, I'm not a video content guy. That's just not my thing. Um, but I got a, a face made for podcasts. So, um, but uh, but that's coming. So that's, I mean, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what they have planned and what all they're wanting to do with X. Um, and, but what we're seeing, you know, what they're doing to incentivize con- like native content creation on there and rewarding the creators and giving them a piece of the pie, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, you're you're seeing people who are like, no, I'm my content's doing better here than it was on YouTube. I'm making more Dude, money here than mean, I was on. They YouTube. just mean solely financially, numbers wise, yeah. too, or yeah. re- okay, wow, yeah. So again, that's not everybody, and it's very fluid because one of the things they're doing is trying to make sure that you're interacting with real people. So that's why they've oh. they've done, um, you know, like X Premium stuff where uh, 
everybody can be verified now, basically, if they join. And so the interaction with your content only counts when it's with verified users. So that's part of the trick, right? The engagement. Because but then you can't just go out and engagement farm bots. So I'm so you say verified has to be the paid verification? Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. Yeah, I mean there's a few different ways to go about that now. You can do the subscription. There's there's like corporate uh subscriptions where you can be affiliated with a corporation um that has has I can't remember the the name for that. Um but uh but all that is, I mean, it's it's eight bucks. It's not nothing. It's also not the most money in the world, but it's just the idea is like bots aren't going to pay eight dollars to get on there. You know what I mean? So it's just it was just it's just a, this little price of entry to weed out bots and trolls. Yeah. It's not perfect, yeah. but it's better. Yeah. Way better. Well, I mean, do you remember Twitter before? <laughs> I mean, every crypto group chat oh, you're yeah. getting thrown into every five seconds. I yeah. mean, it's just wild. It became their their nest almost. But listen, I, 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 for some reason, I love scrolling X. Yeah. I, I, mean, I just love it. The four, yeah. I love how like obvious the for you is versus who you're following. It's right there in front of you. Decide what you want. Yes. I love it. But I can't remember to actually tweet and participate in conversations. And I, yeah. I, I far often, far more often remember on Instagram and find myself in conversations there where that's, that's not as much of the point, right? The point of your Twitter is to engage in these conversations. Yeah. So one thing I actually tried to commission my my brothers to do because we have a very flourishing Instagram group chat of me, my oldest brother, then my other brother under him, and then my younger brother and there's five of us. <laughs> there's five of us in a group chat, but I, I put in there. You guys should start a jujitsu dynasty. <laughs> yeah, right. Just yeah, actually, it wouldn't wouldn't sound bad. Reyes, Reyes. <laughs> Why should the Gracies have all the fun? Yeah, exactly. Um, but. Uh, Anyway, I put in there, I'm like, guys, you all need to get on X. I was like, if all of you get on X and we transition this from a group chat, we just send memes in into an actual like conversation message board type of thing that X is, it would be so much more fun. It would be so much more educating you know, on things we actually want to talk about, not just crap post culture, right? Because that's what Instagram mostly is. Um certainly out there on Twitter as well. But the point is you can more easily customize the type of content you're exposed to with X. And I love that. Yeah. And so if and my, it, if my core, my uh, brothers would get on X, dude, can I tell you, I'd probably never go on Instagram, but to post raise boys. What's your freaking problem? I don't know. I don't know. Unbelievable. I'm sending this clip though. So it's, um, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the air kicked on. It's loud. No, it's, it's raining outside. Art, is it? Is yeah. that rain? Yeah. Well, either way, listen, either, Either our illustrious audio engineer, Art Pipok, will get rid of it, Beast. or he won't. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Whichever. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I find a lot of engagement there. I, I, I'll say I was always a following kind of person, and I always, for the longest time, tw- Twitter, pre-Elon, was trying to force you into, like, letting them order your oh, posts. yeah. Did you notice? And, and I was, like, always manually going in and setting it to chronological. Yeah. I'm like, stop doing this. Garbage. Yeah. Dude, I'm on the for you all the time. Uh, now. Do you mess with Instagram at all? Cause it's become just like your main feed. Every three posts is a suggested post. Yeah. I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram less and less yeah. because I'm on X more and yeah, more. It makes sense. Um, and w- what's frustrating is it was such a slow grind for me on X. This is going to sound ridiculous based on your followership, but also like I'm admittedly garbage in this space. I, I think really to get more traction on Instagram, I would need to be doing 
more like reels and stories. I've talked about this on here forever. And that for me, that means like producing content because I'm not, I'm not going to just fire it up and do a quick reel. I'm not that person. I, 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 that I'm just not that I see people who are great at that Steph Gaudreau, right. From uh, who we've, who we've had on here. Steph's phenomenal at just firing up her. She does great produced content but just bringing her followers along with what she's doing with that workout, with that fitness content, mm -hmm. um, she, that, that just clicks for her. It, may, it makes sense, right? I'm not, it just, it's just not there. <laughs> it, uh, X has all that format has just always made sense to me. Um, and so I'm, I'm on here less and less. What's frustrating about it is just by like sheer force of will, I actually started to finally gain a little bit of traction there, right? Like I felt like I lagged forever and I feel like one day I just looked down and, you know, we're hovering you know, right around 300 followers. So how'd now, you do it? Right. I, I just, I was just always like, I almost always, sometimes I forget I'm like two episodes behind right now. I will almost always do a post with the show artwork and a blurb and some hashtags. Uh, and then I'll usually throw that up as uh, a, a real story. I don't know. Which one do I hate? Which one do I like? You hate reels. You like, stories. I hate reels. I like stories. So I throw, I'll throw that up as a story, <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank you for explaining you to, to the tale. old man. Um, <laughs> Love it. And so that's been it. I try and engage on there. Like I'll, I'll watch other people's stuff. I'll click like I'll comment. Um, but uh, I, I just don't spend a ton of time there. And I've got some tools at my disposal now recently where I, I might try and do some more of the, I can't remember what they call them, like podstagrams or whatever, where it's more Josh, when he was with the podcast, he was doing some of this and they were really good. He's do these little fun size things. You yeah, go back on our Instagram, they're yeah. in there. They had a cool little hit on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, um, you know, like the audio files and some graphics to go but with there's, that. There's no way that that's yeah. not the answer. Yeah. And so that's that absolutely. Yeah. Is. And now that, but I don't like my thing is, I mean, I guess it's exposure. I guess it's engagement. Like to me, there's just not a great way to monetize that content unless I can, track and be sure that the interactions there are turning into plays and interaction here. If that's turning into either somebody's listening on podcast 2.0 and they're sending some sats or they're becoming a Patreon supporter or, you know, they're hopping on the website and, you know, like shopping with the affiliates. Like I just don't see like the, the path to the, the, the goals. We're sitting here on two sides of the table with the same goal, right? Like I would love to be doing just this. Yeah. You would love to be doing just that, yeah. right? And I just don't see this. I don't see. I'm I'm holding up my phone like everybody can see yeah. it, right? With Instagram on it, I just don't see Instagram being like a major pathway to that. Yeah, well, it's so it's it's indirect, but it absolutely is and has to be. It has to be. I mean, it, Instagram. I mean, th there are. You look at look at Isaac and Greta, right? Now she she it's a different story, right? You yeah. and me are not are not Greta. These are these are shared friends of ours. You're very close with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't ever really talked about them on the podcast. But okay, yeah. Well, so yeah. so I you know Isaac's one of my best friends since I was a kid. You know his his wife is doing social media and has been for a couple of years now. She the, is, a, I mean, she's a proper influencer. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, but the the point is that she she doesn't her 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 reels that she consistently posts. Right, these are not generating pause pause, pause because yes. this is important. There's two Jocko goes left here. I'm drinking one of them. You choose which one you want to try worse at this point. Um, well, I would like to, I would like to try the watermelon. Okay. That's yours. Okay. Thank you. Wow. So, Hey, you enjoy that. Okay. So you, you good, it. good deal. Dave Burke. I'm on Jocko go number two here after burner orange. Hey, wow. My gosh. And, you're uh, killing, killing the speed. That's awesome. Cheers. But, um, anyway, uh, 
yeah, so in terms of her her work, she, the reels that she consistently makes are not directly providing any type of finance. I mean, they're, they're, they're just not monetized necessarily besides if she does like a sponsor post and all of the things you know Instagram provides. But those those followers are leveraged into followers for the beach club, which is leveraged into sales. And it's all about a conversion percentage. Yeah. So if you were to focus on reels, which undoubtedly takes time, so I'm not suggesting this is your this is your necessary path, but I'm, I'm only saying if you were to focus on that, let's say you posted five a week, a week, as is my, my goal for sometime soon, five a week. Well, it's just a numbers game. Let's say one of them gets 800,000 views. Let's just call it a million to be fair. Yeah. Okay. So that million just, it just does translate into a certain amount of followers to your page. Like it just, the, the ratio is there. It, it's, it's, it's wide and various depending on what type of content went viral. Um, but it's there. Yeah. Right. And I experienced that because one of my videos is 300 K think that gave me like almost 2000 followers, right? So the ratio is there, whatever it may be. But the point of it is just to grow the community, which you then leverage into your platforms yeah. that are less discoverable, like Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. The only thing is for you is just to kind of like evaluate that landscape and say like, how much do, how much will that really matter as opposed to just going at it the ways that you are spending yeah. your time going at it? That's all it is. Well, you know, I, and, and no, I get it. And that's fair. Right. Part of the challenge is like, I, I've got more tools at my disposal now than I've had in quite a while. Right. And that uh, now I've, I'm using um, for my remotes, I'm using Squadcast and, and I've got a subscription to Descript now. So I can take a lot of this content and I can do some cool stuff with it with, with Descript where I, I can, with much less effort on my part, create like these pods to grams or, or whatever. So I can create some of that video content without putting myself on camera, without doing these things. I see. I don't want to do that. Don't really come natural to me, but then still like I'm part of this is just me being so picky. So OCD, so perfectionist or whatever. I'm like in a two hour long podcast, sometimes three hour long podcast, high finding that right 30 seconds, that right 60 seconds, that right two minutes yeah. to highlight one, two, three clips yeah. when you're the team, right? Yeah. When you're the team yeah. um, is it's tricky, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's going through the time really like with having Descript at my disposal. Now the time in creating the piece of content itself is not that tough, right? Identifying the right one, the one that's going to hit the one that's going to resonate yeah. and then doing that. That's tougher. With I the, thought about doing like a little bounty program, you know, right. If this is something uh, right, like I've been, I've become a, a big fan of the fountain app, right. And this is something fountain does native. It's really cool within the fountain app. If you're listening to your podcast on fountain, in addition to it uh, being a podcast 2.0 app, in addition to Fountain doing something really cool where they will pay you in Bitcoin for your first hour of listening to any podcast of the day. Um, but they have like a native like clip cutting function for just the user in Fountain where you yeah. hear something you like on the podcast. You clip it. You can clip that out. And then not only that, but if people are listening to that, you can it's easy to share that clip. But then if other people within Fountain are listening to your clip and like it, they might send you some SaaS, they might send you some Bitcoin. So it's really cool functionality That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, with, within um, their thing. But I've, I've thought about maybe offering a little bounty to the listeners or maybe the Patreon supporters being like, Hey, if you're like, Hey, I think you should use this clip. Like yeah. at this time in this episode, I think that'd be the perfect clip. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I send you a signed Jocko go, or maybe <laughs> I send you a, a highly coveted solid seven podcast patch. Um, <laughs> Just because, dude, it's so... Well, look, another another good method of workflow, though, is just to to be actively listening for those moments while you record and then just time stamping once, you know, you, you can see it there. Dude, it's, 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 it's like Andy in the office talking about the good old days. 
Wouldn't it be great yeah, if you knew you yeah. were in the good old days when you were in them? And sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're recording and you're like, yeah, that yeah. was good. Sometimes you don't know how it's going to hit. And I'll, and I'll tell you this, like listening to the, to the podcasts for editing, it, it, like there's different kinds of listening. I know this sounds, I was about to say the R word. We're not allowed to say the R word anymore. I know this sounds stupid, um, but um, like listening for the purpose of writing show notes or listening for the purpose of finding an edit. Like, you know, there was a background noise. The air kicked on. There was a cough. Like somebody had a coughing fit, yeah. whatever, to find those time hacks is a different kind of listening than listening for those standout moments. It yeah. just is. And so especially right doing long format, which is what we all know I love, you know, to listen through multiple times for multiple purposes. It's just, I've got to make the time to record to begin yeah, with. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then those multiple listens it's, it's, and I'm not sitting here whining, right? This yeah, is just the course, reality. This, this is just the struggle, right? Of where I don't need that to create interaction on X. I could be sharing those little video component pieces, but I can just throw up graphics. I can throw up articles of interest. It's that ancillary. It's that support, right? It's that background noise of the podcast where it's like, oh, like, you know, you're going to hear about this thing on the next episode yeah. because I'm going off about it on X, right? And it's, I didn't create the content. I'm creating the commentary. Yeah. That, that, and I think maybe that's part of where that clicks for me, right? Is those posts there aren't, hey, look at me. It's, here's my take on this thing. Maybe it's a little bit of snark, right? Maybe, maybe it's, you know, uh, mocking Senator Fetterman for not being able to wear a suit without getting the sads. Maybe yeah. it's that. But maybe it's also like, can you believe this crap? Maybe it's like, hey, the act, today my post, you know, the actor that played Dumbledore died, right? So I'm like, hey, RIP, headmaster. Here's a little wands up gif for you. Yeah. Um, gif, I guess it's supposed to be gif. I always get it backwards. Um, you know, so I don't know. That That's just much more natural to me. Uh, and again, I mean, I, I guess I'm trusting that engagement there to translate through to the podcast the same as I would need to expect the engagement on uh, Insta. I got to say, there is an ideological component for me at this point. I do appreciate what Elon is trying to do with X, whereas I have no faith in Instagram to just naturally and faithfully pass my content along yeah. to people who might enjoy it. Like if we sat here right now yeah. and we talked about the garbage that's happened to Russell Brand just in the last week or two, yeah. who has a massive following, a massive presence, and has been completely demonetized on YouTube over accusations, over no charges. He hasn't been criminally charged with anything over accusations to have them go after his livelihood. So now if I, oh, so if I turn this, if we have an engaging conversation right now about content moderation, about censorship and, and about what has happened to Russell Brand, and I clip that, I turn that into a reel. You're telling me that's going to see a bunch of promo promotion on a platform owned by Meta? No. It's absolutely no, not. No, you're 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 spot on with that. And and to be fair, you do tend to or you have the potential, I should say, to cover more topics that would be considered, yeah. let's just say, by that type of agenda. Yeah, and that's why I'm jealous at times of like the content you're doing, the content <laughs> I'm free. Yeah, yeah, like you know, the content that uh that Tim's doing over at Everyday Astronaut, like nobody's looking to censor you know, your take on uh, Russian rocket engines, that's not going to happen. Nobody cares. That's not a thing. Um, you know, and so I, I guess, I guess some of it's that, um, and I, sometimes it just seems like so much. I'm like, how, how are people putting out so much? And a lot of it is when they're really putting out a lot, there's teams, right? There it's, 
Of course, you yeah. know, especially at a high production yeah. level. And if it's the only thing you're doing, it's a different gig too. Of course, but it's a totally different feeling. Yeah, but like our our regular <laughs> Becca Strangarity, like Becca's no influencer. There's no team behind Becca, but she's just phenomenal about fine firing up the camera and sharing life. And it's just it's compelling content, even yeah. though that's not what she's about. That's not what she's doing. But that just makes sense to her. Yeah. Where I'm not like, I'm never going to like just turn on the front facing camera on a drive in the escape and be like, here's what's going on. Yeah. Let me break this down for you. <laughs> or uh, let me, let's talk about what I'm feeling today. It's just not going to be. Yeah. Not your thing. My thing. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I, it's funny. I don't have that relationship either with my phone or potential for creation either. I really pretty meticulous about it and pretty, you know, focused on the yeah. angle, the lighting, the post-production, all of that. So it's just because it's part of what makes it the creative thing that it is for me. It's not, yeah. you know, my personality and whatever I'm working on that. I'm working on translating. It's maybe not the right word, but, but getting who I am in my head and, and who I am with you, right. My yeah. personality perfectly translated into a publicly digestible form that yeah. talks about MMA. That's something I'm working on. I think on. you do well with it though. Like that I think always so translates here, right? Like there's, yeah. there's no reason I think you'll take this away. I mean it. Like, there's no reason on paper like you should be a great podcast guest, mm. right? But then you listen and you are like, understood. You yeah. don't have some like massive level of expertise in some area. Yeah. Uh, you don't have some crazy story to tell. You're not some known figure. It's all these things, right? Yeah. yeah. You're still early in life, right? There's not a ton of perspective or experience to right. add there, but you're personable. You're inquisitive. You speak intelligently. And so all that combines into this package where you're a phenomenal podcast guest, right? I was actually, I was talking, I was book, talking with someone about booking, um, somebody who's been a listener for a while, who's become a, a friend through chatting. I was talking with her about booking. And so like she was commenting on how much she enjoys the guests that come through the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I get like, I'm, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not Tim Ferriss. I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not Jocko, but I'm like, dude, I'll put my stable of regulars up against anybody because it's just, there's these gems just hiding in everybody's life where yeah, it's like man. their experience, their angle, yeah. you know, their take. It's just, yeah. it's different. It's unique. It's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get to look at things from all these different directions. Right. And yeah. like for me to sit here and talk with like, uh, we'll stick with the Russell brand thing. Cause it really pisses me off what's happened yeah. there. And I don't know, like he might be guilty of everything he's accused of, right? but, that's but not nobody the point, knows. Though. Right. Exactly. And so like the dude's livelihood is going to get destroyed in the meantime. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just, it's just wrong. And so, but like the conversation I'm going to have with you about that is different than, you know, talking about solid seven regulars It's different than the conversation I'm going to have with, with Becca who's, who's worked with abuse victims, right? Who's, who's worked, uh, you know, uh, dealing with victims of uh, like sex trafficking and stuff, her take, her viewpoint, her expertise is going to be totally different. Uh, you know, where she's going to be looking at that Russell brand thing differently, uh, with Dr. Scott Bland, with whoever it is, right. All, all these different angles, like there's not a lot of overlap in That's my, awesome. in my that regulars. Awesome. Right. And so it's like, I am I pulling that. in wow. these massive experts, these big names that, you know, whatever, no, but is the content just as good as if I were? I think yes. I, I mean, obviously, it. I wouldn't be doing it. Right. Right. And I love bringing in those big, awesome guests. I love bringing that expertise, that crazy story, um, you know, that moving, compelling thing. I'm not anti that. Yeah. But that's just part of what I love about the stable of, of regulars yeah. here. Right. Uh, and so I don't even know how I went off on that, which is very solid seven well, of yeah. me. <laughs> I love it. No, because um, well, I was just talking about, my, you know, finding my own 
voice in that way, learning oh, to yeah. communicate my I personality. I don't think you have as far to travel there as you think you well, that's do. Good. I think that's you good. firing up the camp, like you doing what we do here. Yeah. Like we didn't sit here and do a bunch of prep. We didn't sit here and go over what we were going to talk <laughs> about. I thought we would, yeah. Like we, we hit, like we set up the mics and we hit record and yeah. we go. And I don't think what you're doing takes more preparation than that. Right. But from a presentation standpoint and how you're coming across now, it was funny when you were several videos in, I'm like, dude, you got to, because I am, of course, the expert on visual video content. <laughs> yes, bro. Like, bro, you got to ditch, you got to ditch your glasses. They're driving me crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, because I'm funny. seeing the reflection of your ring light in them all the time. And you did, which please stop listening to me. Um, you <laughs> did, like, you, you put out one video, and it's like the glasses appeared, like maybe in like two little scenes, but yeah. your glasses were largely gone. Yeah. And I'm immediately like, bring them back, bro. <laughs> bring, I don't like it. Bring them back. And then same thing, like that. That is one thing that's nice about posting to um, what I haven't been on TikTok, but I know it works the same way as Instagram where it's like, you've got that catalog of music there available to you. And that's definitely a challenge going and moving the content over and translating the content over to X where that's not there. Yeah. And probably isn't going to be there anytime soon as they're working towards, you know, getting into black and being profitable uh, and moving in that direction. It's probably going to be a while before they're willing to spend money on rights to yeah. have, have yeah, that yeah, music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think if, if you were a smart artist right now, I think you'd make some pieces of your catalog available to them, maybe even free of charge for the additional exposure, even for some uh, amount of time, but that's neither here nor there. Interesting. Um, but uh, so I, I recognize uh, that. And so then same thing as I was telling him, like, dude, you got you to just put your stuff over on X. And then the first time it was on there and the music wasn't there. I'm like, oh, man, I kind of want the music. Yeah. But you, then you're a musical, though. So I'm like, dude, you got to make your own stuff. You just got to make your own backing tracks. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want with it anywhere. Yeah. And you have like not just your own talent as a drummer right but you have friends I'm, I'm looking at guys if you could see if you could see the studio we're in right now complete uh, i i mean it's a male dominated space we'll just say it's a male dominated space but you're set to do that like yeah you can have a few friends a few talented friends come over and hang for a few nights and have a nice big long length of backing music if not several different versions that would just be at your disposal. You're never worried about a copyright claim. You're never worried about getting demonetized. It's yours. It's signature. But people it's, start to recognize. It's listen, relatively low quality, listen, though. This when my people, issue. when people, when people hear this, they know what's up, right? They know <laughs> that the Silent Seven goodness is coming. That, like you just, this is me. <laughs> it's nobody else's. You don't hear this on anything else. You don't hear anywhere else. Where do I like the music you pick for your videos? On Instagram. Yes, I do. But is it unique to you? Absolutely not. Have I heard it on any number of other things? Sure have. Have I heard it on stuff like reels I've posted because I like it when I hear it on your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think you could, I think you could do it and you don't have to worry about it. And then you've got it for wherever you want to put that content. And you can do, you can do it natively. Right, you so you're doing it in one fell swoop. So when you're doing your editing, oh, yeah, then the music's yeah. just there. Yeah. So it's not like you're having to do something different for Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. or which I do think like it built into the actual you, file. It, you should like, I, I think just to like protect the product, like it should be going to X where there's a better chance that it's not going to be censored for whatever reason. It should be on rumble, not just YouTube. Like your content's safer, right? You're not really probably going to step on any toes. Um, unless you just really like pissed Dana white off at some point or something. Um, so I mean, maybe you don't have to worry about that as much. I just think like these platforms that are protecting our free speech more are more dedicated to free speech like X and rumble. I just think we should all be 
rewarding them as much as we can to the yeah. extent that we can. Well, so Rumble is uh, open to the public, like YouTube. You can have your own channel with uploads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I w I'll start throwing. Yeah, Rumble's up. much no more of like a YouTube clone than like okay. it's it's intended more for that video space than. Have you seen Kick? No. So Kick is uh, almost like the you know Twitch streaming. Kick is like the Rumble of Twitch. I mean, it's it's crazy because it's. It's kind of the alternative, right? Where, where Twitch has gone off and banned a lot of people for a lot of things that maybe they shouldn't have been banned for or whatnot. Kick has literally been the rumble voice in that space of, hey, listen, guys, we're, we're not going to judge you. You got free yeah. speech over here. Come on over. And they've made a carbon copy of Twitch's. But I don't know how that's not illegal. Yeah. Their UI is almost identical in every single way except the color. Well, it's you crazy. look at like it's funny to have watched threads like start up and go right. so so big what's funny is like the explosion in the user base was because they like instantly ported all instagram users yeah. over to it yeah you all these things you get on even uh you know uh noster which is more distributed like blockchain style it's you know it's like the blockchain of social media yeah. um all these when people were going to mastodon there's just not much truth social there's not much difference you're liking you're reposting you know your bookmarking, there's just only so much room to innovate yeah. there. Anyway, yeah. it's funny because Threads is in the tank. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just. I mean, I just had never had any interest. I just tapered right on. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think being in all those spaces. Well, look, yeah, it, I, I definitely, why not? It's almost it's literally a why not thing. Yeah. Why not? Literally, why not? There's no point. Let's yeah. say they all just tank and then all you have left is, well, at least you have it with all your stuff still there. So no, it's it's a matter of why not. So I'll for sure end up doing that. I just I need a better workflow when it comes to like what I don't like is like YouTube Shorts. Like they're very, it's just weird, man. Like everything has a different length requirement, right? Some things you can't go over sixty seconds. Reels you can't go over a minute thirty. But then it's like if I design the video for that's it. It's what I'm trying to say is it's easier for me to just design it for one and then yeah. streamline it across the rest. Some people like Gary V will recommend you make unique content for each platform. I just don't see how that's practical. But yeah, yeah, Gary V's advice stresses me out. Yeah, man. it stresses me out sometimes too. Yeah. I mean, he he means well. I think he's genuine. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I don't know I don't know about the soundness of all of yeah, the Gary V. It seems advice. like bro science a lot of the times yeah. when it comes to and I can't handle the beanie. The beanie. I mean. It's got a mean bald spot under there. It's well, what? So you just gotta accept it. Yeah, you just gotta rise and shine. Yeah, just pick it. <laughs> just, just I accept don't... accept the 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 wisdom that comes with that oh, age. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the price that you pay as your hairline. Well, he feels twenty, so he can't. He's not gonna. Yeah. Look fifty. Sure he does. No, he sure he does. <laughs> what uh, what what should what what should be on people's radar in the fight game? What what should people be fired up about that they're not? So not Conor McGregor. What would draw in somebody who's like, eh, I don't I don't know. What what's something you're like? If you're not into this, check this out. You'll be into this. Okay. Anything? Yeah, check this out, guys. So a couple Saturdays ago, I watched a man who was considered the second greatest of all time to ever fight mixed martial arts at 185 pounds. Okay, this is the second greatest of all time at that weight. I watched that man lose a five-round championship fight to a guy that he was favored to win against minus 600. This guy came in out of nowhere. He wasn't even, he, he was ranked number seven, I believe it was, but the, but the second greatest of all time, he cleared out the whole division. There was nobody else that made sense to fight him. The guy that did make sense to fight him was injured, so they, they brought in the next guy up. His name is Sean Strickland. I watched this guy go in a minus 450 or plus 450 under, underdog, I think he was, and beat the second greatest of all time. 
in a five round fight and so become what, champion. What this means, this this plus, this minus, this is betting. Oh, this is betting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the the plus four fifty is like you're an underdog. Like you bet a hundred dollars, it's gonna pay. Is it going to pay out five fifty or four fifty? It's, it's not a direct multiplier like that. It, I think it just depends. But I mean, for it would be, it's plus because obviously you're 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 going yeah over. So four, I believe, yeah, it'd be four fifty. There's easy explainers to 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 look it up, but it's it's basically like the kind of ratios that are going to pay out on a bet. Right, exactly. So plus four fifty. I mean, you you that's a serious underdog. In other yeah. words, this guy was not supposed to win. And yet it happened. We watched all five rounds. This guy absolutely dominated. And this, this is crazy because everyone going into it is like, this guy doesn't have a chance. Yeah. He dominated the second greatest of all time. Those are always some of the most fun. But that's fights, what I'm saying. Right? The one, the one that always comes to mind for me for like an underdog upset is uh Holly Holm fighting Ronda Rousey. Yeah, exactly. I, I was talking to people like I felt bad for Holly Holm. I felt like she was a sacrificial lamb being yeah. offered up to Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And that's that's not what went down. Now did, that fight did again you know, much longer ago than I feel like it but, was. But did you know that the fight I'm talking about with Sean Strickland and Israel Adesanya, the fight that I'm talking about, happened literally like a hundred pay per views to the number after the Holly Holm one. Like it was uh, like an equally wild upset in the male division yeah. of things. Probably yeah. just as much of an upset, right? But the thing is that this is not a flash knockout that you can say, oh, she caught her. This is a five round beatdown of a guy who you literally weren't supposed to lay a finger on. Yeah. Wild thing to watch. But anyways, the point of me mentioning that is like in this sport, anything can happen at any time. Yeah. And like, it is just so true and amazing. So like, oh my gosh, what's, what's something to watch out for? Okay. How about this? The, the absolute goat to your own admission, John Jones is yes. coming back and fighting in November in New York city in Madison square garden at heavyweight. Right? He's the heavyweight champion of the world. He came back after years and won the heavyweight title. And he's fighting against the consensus number one heavyweight of all time in Stipe Miocic. He, this guy has four heavyweight title defenses, the most in UFC history. Stipe, famously, like a bivocational fighter. Yeah, he's a firefighter. Like he's fighting MMA professionally, top 10 ranked, if not champion, yeah. for several years now while, while being a, an active full duty full-time firefighter, firefighter. There to you make go. ends meet. Can't make that up. No. So that's real life. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Absolutely. So he'll be fighting John Jones. It is probably the most compelling fight uh, between now and the rest of the year. Besides your boy, Patty Pimblett fighting Tony Ferguson in, it's, a, in a couple it, months. Dude, uh, Patty, Patty the Batty is the most compelling character in I mean, all of sport I right mean, now. I mean to you. To you. He's, dude, he's lost a little steam with me, but um, bro, with many hardcore fans. Dude, he has, just but. his whole character, the fact that he balloons up to like 500 pounds he's, between yeah, he fights. Stopped, he stopped doing he's that. He's a fat kid at heart. Yeah, he really he do, Like, he just wants to go uh, eat a pizza and drink a pint. Oh, man. Um, He and like his he whole is, like scousers don't get knocked out. Like, I, I just, he's so compelling. He's so entertaining. He's so much fun. He's an interesting human being overall. I mean, if you, the thing is, if you watch the UFC. But it's not shtick. He's not doing an act. No, of course. No. No, He's but, not just like there were some points with Connor where like Connor's supremely confident. Yes, one of the best track, uh, trash talkers of all time. Right. But some of it was shtick. Some of it was trying to sell fights. Patty's just Patty. Yeah. 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 Pat, Patty, you could tell he's just that's just how he is. He kind of has yeah. that aura about him 100%. Um, and but if you watch the UFC close, this is my, my contention. If you watch the UFC closely enough, you realize that to a certain extent, 90% of the roster is that. I don't know if you saw like the memes from this most recent fight night last week in Vegas at the Apex, but one of the fighters in the co-main event, Bryce Mitchell, I mean, he 
bro, he, he literally, while, while he was being announced, he had a Bible in his hand and he held it up high and walked to the center of the octagon and yelled, freedom, while his name is getting announced in the fight. Dana White was asked about this uh, Tuesday night after the Contender Series, and he, that's what I love about the UFC. He, he goes, hey, man, you know me. Say what you want. Do your thing. It's all good, man. <laughs> so, but if you watch this product, everyone has some type of, whether it's broadcasted yeah. so loudly like that or, or not, everyone has these nuances that make them a freaking character and a half. And like, I'll just say like some don't. And those are the divisions you hear less about 125 like flyweight, but most of them do. And that's why I'm such a big fan of this stinking sport is because it's become what WWE used to be where they had to creatively assign characters to each. Yeah. No, but this is real life. And all you got to do is follow them on X. How do you, see how do you explain John Jones to a non-fan? Like it's, it's hard to understand how dominant he's been. Like take all comers under all circumstances. Like, John Jones straight laced is going to beat you. John Jones doing cocaine off of hookers is going to beat you. Like it just, yeah. it just doesn't matter. Well, so you look at his family, right? The fact that he has two brothers played in playing in the NFL. So this is obviously a genetic These are genetic freaks, right? So that, but that's a big component to it. And when you see him fight, right? Look throughout the, the course of his, just, just even the peak of his resume, right? When he's beating just the best people up when he's just destroying Rampage Jackson and choking out Leo Machida and dropping his body and, and just absolutely mauling everybody. You don't look at these things as these confidently technical masterpieces. It is a physical outgifting yeah. is, is what happened. And, and that is but how like, it he's looks. the He's the one fighter where, so in, in fighting, when you spend too much time between fights, right. they call it ring rust. Yeah. Right. Like it's just, there's that intangible that you can't recreate in training. Yeah. They call it ring rust. He's the only fighter who's immune. Well, it, it was wild to see him come back and do to Ciro Gan what he did. Um, I would, I would certainly, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if John, you could say. He's, John's gone into fights. Yeah, the, the, these are the, the top fighters available. If you're a ranked fighter in the UFC, if you're a top 10 fighter yeah. in the UFC, you are in the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of yes, all absolutely. the people in the world doing absolutely. this. And so like, John, when's the last time Jones fought an unranked fighter? He's fighting the best in the world at any given time. He, he he goes in garbage training camps, wins top tier training camps, wins. It just does not matter. He's the greatest of all time to the extent that that any of the greatest of all time is the greatest of all time. I mean, he is absolutely by all measures the Michael Jordan, the Tiger Woods, the absolute. He, I mean, there's just no way around it. Seriously, his one loss on his professional record is because he was beating up the guy too hard. Like he did an elbow from an angle that was illegal and he got disqualified That's for it. So stupid. I mean, so, but, but so you can effectively say this guy's is it never 12 to lost. six, six to 12, 12 to 12, 12 to, six. Yeah. yeah. It's retarded. Yeah. You, can, you can straight up kick somebody in the head at certain angles. Right? But if you, Unless if you elbow, if you elbow them, if you're bringing your elbow straight down on them, no, yeah, no, no, no. some articles came straight out recently jail. about like the reason that that was initially enforced, but it, it just no, it doesn't make sense to anybody. So, but yeah, he, I mean, but look at that record, dude. He's just never. Yeah. So he comes back after years and beats a guy who's been active in MMA for yeah. years. A guy who at a different way, in a different weight class, at a, at in a higher high, weight, class. at the highest weight class, right. Takes the time to put the weight on, right. Comes in and just considerably heavier than the other guy, but like you don't, and you don't have to know MMA to know that like we know culturally, we know in the Zeke Geist, that have in fighting in pugilist sports, heavyweight is a different deal. Yeah. Completely. Like there's a reason, you know, who George Foreman is. There's a reason, you know, who Mike Tyson right. is. There's a reason completely. that you know who Muhammad Ali is. We all understand that heavyweights are a different yes. deal, right? Yes. Like uh, there's this guy, My mighty mouse dominant in, in one of the lower weight classes in the, the UFC for forever. Yeah. And that like 
take a, ten, a decade, a decade without a loss. Champion. Yeah. yeah. You put him in the heavyweight and he dies. Oh, of course. You put I him mean, in the heavyweight and he dies. There's course. no knockout power. There's, it's not there. Right. Dead. Of course. Like legitimate risk of se- severe bodily yeah, harm. Of course. Yeah, that's the it's reason a, they don't do that. It's a different deal. Yeah. And John Jones comes to heavyweight and it's just no factor. Hey, but he doesn't look like an. And like he, a lighter he, he guy moves. who came up to, he looks like a heavyweight guy, and he just dominates this dude in seconds. And but he still moves like he's fighting two two five. So anyway, yeah, there's there's it's undeniable. I mean, there's some people who have done just wildly impressive things in the sport. I just don't think you can say anybody's the greatest of all time except him. There's people that say there's blemishes because of the failed drug tests and whatnot, but if you look close enough into that, there's not enough there to even. Well, it's funny now, like especially having like followed the cycling world for a while, right? Like. Failed drug test. It's pretty common. Right. It's a pretty right, common thing, right? Um, and But everybody always has some bull crap story, yeah. right? When Floyd Landis won the Tour de France the year after uh, Lance uh, retired um, after his seven victories, Floyd ended up popping positive and, and blamed it on like drinking too much beer the night before, which can yeah. evidently elevate your testosterone to some extent, but not, not like uh, what it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just see this over and over again. Everybody's always got a bull crap story. <laughs> it happened with the guy that was writing for Astana for a while. I can't remember his name. Never liked him. Claimed it was, you know, like the beef that was brought in for him to eat. Here's what you need to understand about John Jones is the dude is a train wreck. Yeah. Like he said, he likes to party. He, I mean, whatever. And so, John Jones's story was that the issue was, and I'm going to put this as scientifically and medically as possible, that it was um, over the counter. It was it was gas station. Uh, yeah. We're going to say there's a common term for them. We're going to say um, ED pills. Yeah, yeah, gas station. One hundred percent believable from John Jones. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, one hundred percent believable cover story from John yeah. Jones. Yeah. So uh, I believe it. That's it. <laughs> and we go on from there. Uh, does do any of these sideshow fights out there now uh, do anything for you? The uh, no, you know anybody fighting? Uh, who who are the who are the YouTubers I mean, that? So the I Paul mean, brothers. Yeah, yeah. None of that does anything for you. I mean, so like when 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 uh, when Jake Paul lost to Tommy Fury in an actual boxing match, like by decision. Right, that really closed the show for me. The fact that Nate Diaz even went afterwards and boxed him is just to me, it's just silly. Because you now, so you now have a situation where this guy has only beaten old men, retired MMA fighters, and a retired basketball player. He goes and fights a real boxer, loses, and goes right back to fighting old men, retired MMA fighters, and then wins. It's just this is literally a side a sideshow if, if anything ever was. So no, uh, yeah. I mean you got like the Dylan Dennis Logan Paul thing. I mean just but no. I mean they're they're all making money, and yeah, to to that yeah. point, like. So many of these guys that are retired MMA fighters never made the money, the kind of money they really genuinely probably should have and, during and yeah, their and fight. I, and I don't fault so to them. see these guys go get a payday, yeah, like more absolutely. power, more power yeah, yeah, to no, you. But as a, as a, as a sport though, in terms of like my my attention, which which I've come to find is the real currency, yeah. like of, of life almost. Um, no, I don't give anything to that. Now, it, it, it bugs me that is, I even see it on X. Is Fury and Gano a different beast for you? Yeah. Why? Because. So now let, let's break this down. Yeah. Now we're back to talking heavyweights. Yeah. But from two relatively different sports. Yeah. We're, we're talking, uh, you know, this is a bit of Connor Floyd. Yeah. Right. This is, this is a world yeah. champion heavyweight boxer in fury. Yeah. And a, and a former world champion, champion heavyweight UFC fighter in Engano. Who never lost the title. And he's got serious, serious power. Yeah. In his punches. Yeah. If he can land them. Yeah, no, and 
punching a boxer, punching a professional boxer, landing a blow yeah. on a professional boxer is a different deal than landing a strike on a professional MMA fighter. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you look back at Connor's fight, and it's like, did he land on Floyd? Well, I mean, kind of, but not really. You know what I mean? There was uh, no here's what pisses me off, though. Uh, Floyd fights like a coward, and he always has. He's right. a defensive fighter. Right. Right. I mean, so... Look, Made a lot of money doing it. But yeah. it's not fun to watch. It's not exciting. So the, It's not motivating. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. He, he kind of definitely used that to his advantage. And uh, Like, we all have iconic images in our head of moments from Muhammad Ali fights. Yeah. That doesn't exist for, there's not going to be, there's not going to be any, just a lot of wins. there's not going to be any posters of, of Floyd Mayweather in the middle of not, it's someone just else. not yeah, a thing. It doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, what's the, what's the famous one of who's, uh, um, who, who's he standing over? Is it George Foreman that he's standing over? That's like Ali. That? That's Ali. Right. But who's he standing over? Was it Foreman oh, in that uh, fight? No, I don't know. I forgot the name, but we, uh, everybody hearing me knows that image right now. Yeah. Of him in the ring, having uh, standing over someone that he just laid out. Yeah, I mean, you don't see that for uh, dude. Did I the Sonny Liston? Did I um, did I send you because I meant to the clip of uh, Tyson knockouts? Yeah, you did. because people now just yeah. just don't know. Like yeah. you forget what he was when he yeah, was a killer. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. It it doesn't even look the same as like just boxing today. It looks different. Like the way he's cutting into them with his yes. whole body into it it's just wild it's wild stuff but to, to get back to your initial question though like fury and nganu so it, it does captivate my attention in ways that of course the sideshow ones don't primarily because this is two athletes actual combat athletes um but furthermore because there seems to be some there seems to be some idea of legitimacy out there when it comes to this type of a matchup and i really i i don't know if this is just me attempting to be a purist of the sport of mma but i really wish people would understand how different these two games are yeah and um, that that translates absolutely. I mean, I want to say it as a matter of absolute fact that there's no world where Nganu can land a punch on him. I mean, there's not a world. I'm, I'm telling you, like, this is the, you have to understand, like. But there's literally this terminology in the fight game yeah, of but, a puncher's yes, chance. But, that, but that's not, I understand, but that's the philosophy of a puncher's chance is the same as the lottery. Like, in, in certain cases, it has to be, right? Specifically when you're talking about a guy who's de devoted his entire life to this. Versus a guy who's in de devoted a later part of his yeah. life after 26 years old to a sport that encompasses multiple disciplines, boxing it, yeah. only being one You're of them. You're talking about a general, generalist versus a specialist. A hundred percent. But yeah. not, not only that, even, even to the degree that Ngannou was good at his full art, you just can't compare that with Tyson Fury. I mean, this is, this is, this guy is, I mean, there's just so many more boxing matches. You got to understand this is, they're not fighting in some sort of a hybrid. He is going to his sport. He is going to Tyson Sport. I mean, there's glove size differences. There's it's, MMA boxing in itself. If you slow mo it, it's not boxing. It's a different thing. When yeah. you, it's just totally, and it's not only for the sake of the gloves size. It's it's more than that. So I, I just don't I don't find that to well, be and, okay. And, and that's the thing where Angano, look like if you're not into fighting, look this guy up. I mean, just a monster. Just a monster. He looks like uh, who's who's the the one character that's like uh, the head of the like the mountain tribe in Black Panther. He's that dude. Know. I don't know. He's that dude. Yeah, basically. I forgot that you gave up on Marvel movies, yeah, but yeah, he's that dude, 100%. right? Just just uh, just this unbelievable amount of power yeah, in, yeah. in MMA. Yeah, where you have the fingerless, the very light yeah. gloves that you're wearing. Yeah, when he lands a punch, just snaps the it's neck. It's lights out. 
It's just pure knockout it's scary. power. It's scary. And what he's not going to be used to is landing on somebody and having them not go down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be different. But here's the thing. If he does, if he does, if he catches Fury, if if he were to knock Tyson Fury out, yeah. it could potentially delegitimize the entire sport of boxing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not... It's going to do some damage. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you know what? A whole bunch of us are going to pay some money to watch just in case yeah, it does. I'm one of them. Just in case there's a surprise there. <laughs> no, you're you're 100% Just in right case the plus 450 fighter wins. Yeah. Uh, this would be much more of an underdog than plus 450, but... Or should be at the very least. I don't know the odds on this fight, but yeah, I'll be watching for the reason... Not that it, I'm, you know, excited for some good fight, but I really need to see what happens here. It's it's like buying a scratch off. You know you're not going to win, but but what if you do? Yeah, <laughs> and wouldn't it be fun? <laughs> and so, isn't it worth throwing? I mean, just uh, well, look, look, if you're a combat sports fan, I mean, how how can you justify not watching that? I mean, this is guy was a champion in the UFC. This is not Logan Paul versus someone else. This is this is real. And and it's again, it's it can be hard to understand. It can be hard to translate. If you're not a fan or a student of these sports, but this is no different than watching the NBA, watching the NFL, watching the MLB, watching the Olympics. These people are, they are world champions. They are, uh, you know, to make the internet joke, they actually are built different. Unlike yeah. every idiot on social media. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, and we all know the outcome, except we don't. Except we don't. That's the fun part, right? Oh man, I'd like to think I. I'd like to think I really do. I. Th there might be a little. I, I. I know I'm a bad influence for what you're trying to do, because you're trying to f narrow and find your groove, and I'm so broad. Obviously, like I, I refuse to narrow my podcast to anything, and so I'm constantly throwing you like outside of your lane stuff. But it would because you because you have such a passion for this stuff. An interesting little lane, an interesting little fun thing for you to do would be to just produce your own hype clips for upcoming fights. Uh, can you give me an example of what that would look like? No, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, you're just your own little Bruce buffer for an up, like if you're pumped up. Like, that's what's compelling, right, about your content. That's why I had no plan. to. I, I wanted to get an update on JMMA yeah. today. I, I One, because I'm like, uh, creators should support creators, 100%. right? Um, and, I, and I want you to to hype your thing, right? I had no intention of us spending two hours yeah. talking, not just JMMA, but MMA in general. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. not the plan yeah. for today. I mean, we all know I don't have a plan, but I had some other notes yeah, and some yeah. other ideas. Uh, there was a whole train wreck of a Republican debate last night. I was going to mock them some. Um, <laughs> we just didn't get to it because what's compelling about you and your content is your passion for it. So if you're hyped for a fight, like to take that and turn that into a YouTube short or a quick reel where you're like, this is why I'm hyped. That's going to be contagious. Like people would want to watch that. It's, it's what you're already doing with your stuff. Like you're, you're trying to convey like your beginner's videos. Like as I understood this, I loved this sport more. That's what your beginner's videos really are. It's just sharing that passion, exactly right. right? It's sharing what sucked you in. So it's like, I'm, I'm super hyped for this fight and this is why 
make it cooler than that, right? Uh, I, I maybe I think hype is probably out too. No, but it's understood. Um, but uh, I think that could be interesting. I mean, you think? Listen again. Here's another, listeners. If you haven't ever watched a UFC fight, okay, oh gosh. the announcer for these fights, Bruce Buffer, is the only guy to do it. Yeah. The story behind how he became the MC, the yeah, hype, man. the hype man, is crazy. It involves the show Friends. Have fun with that. It involves the show Friends. It's the reason he has the gig. But, dude, if you're not pumped for a fight, he'll get you pumped for oh, a fight. 100%. The dude has torn his ACL while announcing the start of a yeah. fight because he's that fired yeah, up about yeah. it. That kind of excitement is compelling. That yeah. kind of excitement is contagious. No, you're, you're not wrong. You're uh, not wrong. So I'm like, so these things come up where you're like, I see you post about it. Like, not your produced content. But you'll do quick posts of like, yeah. I'm super stoked for this one. Yeah. There's content there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even it just even in just like yeah. the, like the story posts of just I mean, your own take on like so the UFC produces their own packages. Like there's the there's the packages they play before the fight to try to get you fired up about it or the packages, you know. So it's that, but shorter. And it's you and it's your voice instead of their voice. It's your style instead of their style. I absolutely love that. I think it'd be cool. The right music behind it, especially if you cut your own. <laughs> kind of jotting it down here on a little scratch pad for those who aren't. That's real. It's happening. I'm watching it. I'm watching the, the ink on the paper. Man. Yeah, I really like that. Wow. And, and to be honest, that's almost a way, a way of mandating my own personality to come out. Because what else is there besides my own flavor of take on it? Yeah. I like that a lot, man. Simple. It's a great idea. You can't be hokey. You can't, like, out of the blue turn into, like, the Macho Man or anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, guys, we got a big one now. Oh, Sunday night. <laughs> Slam When down. they step into the octagon. <laughs> have, yeah. you, have you seen the uh, the footage rolling around of the, the little kid that rolled up to the Hulk Hogan event? Like, he's straight up in oh, Hulk yeah, Hogan attire yeah, going yeah. off on him, and the kid's nailing yeah, it. Freaking yeah, adorable. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Hulk's, like, I don't know, like 70, 80, 90 years old now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's probably 70, 75. So, yeah. He's from back in the good guys, bad guys days. Yeah, I well, that. I mean, what's funny is when I first got into uh, to wrestling, he was kind of on his last stages in WWE. He had come back is after WCW sold. This is like 2001, 2002. So it was like old man Hulk, but he was still fighting every week yeah. on TV. It was kind of cool. I did see. I, I don't keep up with it, but, uh, you know, when there's big enough news, yeah. I see it anyways. I saw The Rock made an appearance at the uh, yeah. at WWE yeah, recently. Yeah, that was crazy. I was and, on... uh, you kind of appreciate that the, the dude, like, hasn't forgotten his roots. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I, I don't know. I don't know how much of it has to do with the merger because that was like the first episode of broadcast television for them after they merged with the UFC officially. But yeah, it's it's really cool to see him come back. And if, if, if I know you don't keep up with it, but it's interesting because he didn't just show as like a cameo. This was he actually contributed to the storyline that they're playing out a little bit, which I found definitely to be what you're talking about still contributing giving back a little bit you know what i mean when he just... does that like was that back was he the character the rock or was this Dwayne showing up it's interesting right it's the lines are so interwovenly blurred it's it's hard more to... with him than anyone i feel like yeah yeah well it's i mean i don't i don't really know how to quantify what he was i guess i assume he the... did the eyebrow though yeah, of course yeah right when he walked out he did yeah. That. yeah yeah i've always liked the eyebrow more than john cena's stupid yeah, I mean, well, Cena's got a lot of weird things to him. You could tell he's like, a, I don't know. It's almost like he's a he's a mega motivational, inspirational like hero piece. But the thing is, I believe it's who he really is. Yeah, I get to see how he conducts himself and and what you know the secondhand stories people say about him backstage and stuff. So he's almost like a weird guy though in some of his 
Yeah. Yeah. I um my read on uh The Rock though, I, I feel I feel like he's a genuinely likable person. I do too. I do you too. You know what sells it for me? His beef with Vin Diesel. I feel like if you can't get along with Vin Diesel, we could probably be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd get along with Vin Diesel. Me neither. Don't take that personally, Vin. I don't know you. Come no, on the yeah, podcast, yeah. prove me wrong. You're group, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my my gut read is probably we wouldn't. Uh, well, I mean, if I'm in the middle of them, in a, I'm just gonna side with the Rock because yeah, I just feel like I would yeah. side with him. I don't know. Just also, the whole Fast series just rubs me the wrong way. I'm sorry. I mean, I I don't mind it. I haven't seen it all though. I haven't seen any of the old ones. I've only seen like six and yeah, seven. I don't think I've seen anything past maybe the the first two in Tokyo Drive. <laughs> oh, so you just, you didn't really even count. like those, so there's no chance you like. Yeah, the new I mean, ones. they were all right. Oh, overhyped. When you when you grow up on like stock car racing, like actual racing, the whole like uh, just fake street. That, yeah, yeah, the. Becomes, like if, if you're super fired up about a, a Mitsubishi Skyline, oh, we probably can't be friends. It becomes the WWE of racing. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. And it was just it's now, now it's super over the top. But even then, it yeah, well, felt a little it's, over the top. It's comical now, and it was comical back and then. And then too, the but. lines about family and uh, I live my life ten seconds at a time. Okay, guy. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of like really prime Hollywood in in those movies. Yeah. So there's a really thick version of it. But you I know? do mourn the loss of Paul Walker, another one that seemed like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. It's always interesting to kind of try and weed out who who would be a genuine down to earth human being. I, some some of my friends that work at Disney actually will talk about the yeah celebrities that are. I mean, their heads are way just too in the clouds to realize they're still a person, and some are just humans. Yeah, it's really cool. Like Keanu, I'm I'm thoroughly convinced. Yeah, de- decent, likable human. Well, being. he's been at Video Game Awards, so yeah. you're immediately in with me. I'm mean, just like you're one of the cooler. I guys mean, there's just like ever. constant footage of the dude like just riding the subway with people. Yeah. yeah. Or like you'll see pictures when he's in like people are like hey can we can we take a picture if you see him with women like he fakes putting his arm around them he doesn't actually touch them he doesn't touch them wow <laughs> that's a, yeah that's yeah protect him at all costs yeah, he's, he's, yeah. and he uh, lives pretty low key and yeah. yeah I like I'm a Keanu fan I wonder how those types of guys spend their money right because they're they're happy either way it's like super into motorcycles I think he owns like a custom motorcycle oh, okay. company that would make sense yeah yeah so and he's John Wick man. I know. Now they got like a John Wick spinoff happening too. It's a prequel, right? All about the, the hotel. Yeah. I have no clue, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well. I think uh, Stallone's in it. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I don't think he's the main character or anything. I just think he's a supporting role. Another cameo. But, Stallone, yeah. yeah. Dude, we did it. Flies right by. My gosh. Every time. What a what a solid what a solid session of just chilling, man. And these, these listen, this is almost done. I told you, man. This is almost done. And you're not going to be jittery, and you're not going to feel a crash. No, yeah, I, I can tell. doesn't seem like too much. But you'll be focused? I you, am focused. You'll be energized? I am energized. I'm telling you, man. Gosh. Life's better on this side. What code should of I the drink use when I, when I go on their website? Uh, solid 7. Solid? Just the number 7. S-O-L-I-D. Solid 7. Number 7. 10% off for you. Okay. 10% for us. I love it. But for, like, watch, watch for when they have sales, my promo code often stacks. Oh, really? So, often wow, stacks. Okay. And for those of you, it listen, if you're if you're still with us right now, two hours in, you're an you, animal. You probably Love like it. the fight game. Mm-hmm. And if you're somebody who you're a jujitsu player yourself and you've been eyeballing those sweet, sweet origin geese and rash guards, guess what? The promo code works for origin too. Do those ever go on sale? Um, I feel like less so. Okay. Makes I see sense. sales on the jeans a fair amount. Yeah. On the origin jeans. Um but 
listen, uh, if you're somebody who's in the market for a gi, you understand nobody's giving them away. Yeah. Nobody's giving them away. Right. 10% off on a gi is legit. You're yeah, saving I'm, some I'm, money. Yeah, 100%. You're saving some money. <laughs> cheap, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, but all the, the origin main goods, the, I, I think, well, with the exception, I, I think of the, uh, the camo line, yeah. the hunt line. I don't think my promo code works. Uh, but uh, oh. jean, jeans, boots, rash guards, geese, it'll get you 10% off there too. I'm going to go exploring, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, we love, and hey, I do love them. We love all our affiliates, though. I mean, you, uh, you visit the website, solidsonpodcast.com. Uh, we've got links to Origin Maine and Jocko Fuel right there for you. But also links to GoRuck. God knows we adore GoRuck. You're never going to regret anything you buy from GoRuck. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you're going you're gonna to love it. You're never going to regret doing a go ruck event. It's, it's just not a thing. You, you won't regret it. And you, you buy, you use our link, you buy from them, you register for an event. Again, we get a little love. You buy from Tuttle twins. Again, you're going to love what you get. They hook us up a little bit. F f fantastic ways to support the podcast. Oh. Could you join Patreon? Could you just tip on X? Uh, sure. There's some other ways to support us, but why not? Why not get something out of it? I listen, I'm going to probably FaceTime you sometime soon. And we're going to, we're going to do a little shopping spree with me on, on, uh, Origin. I'm down. I say, I say we do it. I love it. I'll offer that service to uh, any listener. You want me to help you? You want me to help you with your shopping? Personally, me, Kale, host of the, host and creator of the Solid 7 <laughs> Podcast. You want me to help you uh, with your shopping on uh, any of the affiliates? Uh, slide into the DMs. Free of charge. We'll make it happen. Love it. Yeah. yeah you got to use my link. I love gotta it. Use my promo code. Of course. Well, that's, but, that's uh, but yeah, I'll provide that service to you. We'll do it. So, uh, but if you haven't, visit the website, solid7podcast.com, solid7podcast.com. I do need to clarify, somebody the other day was like, I had a hard time finding you on this podcast oh, provider. That's annoying. They were searching solid and the number seven. Uh, often the show will pop up, yeah. but officially yeah. the name of the podcast is with the seven spelled out. Yes. So the podcast is with the number, the promo code is with the number, but if you're searching for us on an app, you got it. You're already listening to us. You found us. This probably doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a waste of my time. This is poor podcast hosting uh, right now. But visit the website. Visit the affiliates. If you haven't already, if you don't want to spend any money, you're like, Kale, I'm broke. Hey, I get you. Bidenomics bit you, right? Inflation. It's a bummer. Eggs cost $15 for a dozen. Uh, it's cool. Great way to support without spending a dime. Just follow or subscribe. Give us a little thumbs up. Give us a five-star rating. Write a review. Reviews are massive. I actually uh, had a little back and forth on the socials this week with Michael Easter, one of our favorite authors. His new book, Scarcity Brain, just dropped this week. Uh, we posted about it some, actually posted about it on Instagram. Thank you very much. And uh, had a little back and forth with Michael. He's like, hey, man, thanks for grabbing the book. Um, if you get a chance, would love for you to write an Amazon review. Like, authors live and die by that. I'm like, hey, man, I'll trade you. <laughs> I'm like, podcasters live and die by it, too. So if you haven't written us a review, we read all of them. We appreciate all of them. Uh, you know, if you're on a podcast 2.0 app, uh, like Fountain, of course, you can always stream sats or send a little boost. All that stuff is appreciated. All of that helps us provide awesome guests like John with multiple cans of Jocko Go <laughs> and uh, create just this this fantastic content for you. We do it for you. We do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John, I love you, buddy. Great love time, you, as mate. always. Hey, if you haven't already... Uh, go find John on the socials. He's JMMA on, uh, you're JMMA on Instagram. So what are you so on X? So it's technically at John Reyes MMA, but if you search JMMA, I pop up. Is it, uh, is it that on X too? 
So yeah, I gotta I gotta get this fixed. At X, it's just at the John Reyes. Okay, okay. Well, we'll work on that. Go follow him there for now. We yeah. want to encourage John's participation on X. We want to get the Reyes brothers, future yes, BJJ dynasty, yes. the Reyes brothers, Speak it. Uh, on X. So uh, go follow him there. <laughs> go follow him on Instagram. Uh, like and follow his stuff uh, for sure. Tell your friends, all of them. And uh, I love you, buddy. Listeners, we love you as always. And until next week. We're out. The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order, get on the path, and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.